Hi there, everyone. Welcome to a milestone episode of Did That Make Air? Believe it or not, we have made it to episode 10 for whatever that's worth. 10 whole episodes behind us. Hi, I'm Brian Wilmer, joined by Ed Barnes, and I have to start the program with breaking news before we go with anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, it is snowing in South Carolina. No. It is. Snowing? Yes. Wow. That's, uh, how often do you see snow a year in South Carolina at your current location? Uh, maybe two or three times a year at most. Of course, you know, everybody's going all crazy here because we're expected to get, you know, thousands of inches of snow. So, you know how that goes. Mm. What, what is the forecast? How much are you supposed to get? Uh, a dusting maybe. A dusting maybe. That sounds... <laughs> <sighs> Does everyone have sufficient water and canned goods? Uh, God, I hope so. Flashlights, you know, candles, everything else, you need it. Has anyone put any salt on the roads yet? <laughs> no, see, down here, they don't even use salt. They use brine. So basically, what happens is, for those who are in non-snow areas, such as yourself, if you're driving along... There's this big truck in front of you, usually, and it's spraying, like, this salt solution all over the road. It's not actually salt. It's, like, salt mixed with a bunch of other stuff, so it comes out as a liquid. And it's all over the roads, and then eventually it winds up all over your car. So if you're trying to drive on your car, you'll have traction. So that helps. If you pour pickle juice all over the road, will that do the job? <laughs> yeah, they had, they had to call in the trucks with uh, Jorge Posada standing in the back of them. Snooky approved pickle <laughs> juice. Oh boy! Sorry for the uh, the slightly inside baseball reference there. Uh, a lot of people on the non-sports side don't know who Jorge Posada is, and a lot of people on the sports side don't know who Snooky is or Snooky is. So, eh, whatever. We've confused That's, everybody. Let's. Uh, I'm hoping fewer people know Snooky <laughs> of those two. That would be better for our world. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about Snooky kind of in just a bit. As oh. uh, yeah, that's. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, the big question tonight, and, and the humor is not lost on me, and certainly not lost on Ed, we're going to have two random white dudes talking about female body image. How's that for a big question? <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I think it's completely logical. We'll also have a uh, former Lakers center tell you how to become a man, and we'll talk about some of the best and brightest in the lovely sunshine state. Before we do, though, I wanted to bring a conversation we were having off-air, on-air, because we do this all too frequently. We were talking about old video games, and I had, I had mentioned, you know, somebody had the Moon Patrol theme as their ringer. Ed was talking about RC Pro-Am. I'm now uh, hearkening back to a game that I used to play all the time, and I don't even know if you remember this one, Dusty Diamond's All-Star Softball. No. You've never played that game? You could actually, they had diff these different fields that you could play on. One of them was on a cliff side, and I had one of my dudes going back to catch a, a fly ball, and he fell off a cliff. That's a rough day in the big leagues. Uh, from Ching. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's Evan Gaddis like right there. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, uh, but I'm looking at some screenshots and it looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think Ben Johnson did all the mocap for that game. That looks that looks very interesting. <laughs> um, mainly because someone has a video on YouTube titled Dusty Diamond's All-Star Softball Finished, and it's 139 minutes and 19 seconds. 
Okay. I didn't know it was possible to put something that long on YouTube personally. Uh, yeah, people put movies and stuff on, on YouTube all the time. They put, you know, whole concerts and everything on there, even though you're not supposed to. Uh, damn the copyright. Who cares? But yeah. Okay. Let me ask another question, though. If you're putting two hours and 19 minutes plus of video gameplay on YouTube, uh, how many rumpled Cheeto bags are there on the floor? Uh, how many. You know how many half dubs are there in the ashtray in front of the guy? I mean, what's what's the deal? What's what's the uh, climate in that room as he's videotaping everything? I didn't think that person was surviving on nothing but like diet do and slim jims the whole time. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, kind of we we were uh, in the middle of watching the ESPN tip off marathon last night. One of the things that I caught and that somebody eventually screen capped, thankfully, was at the Wichita State game. They had a midnight local tip. And there are these two old women sitting in the stands, I mean, probably like 60s, sitting there drinking monster drinks. <laughs> of all the things, people in their 60s drinking monster drinks to get them through a Wichita-Western Kentucky basketball game is probably one of the, the funnier things you'll see all year. That's, uh, man, you know, I figured that they might have moved on to Sanka or something like that. But instead, <laughs> uh, they're drinking monster energy drinks. Uh, <laughs> I've now I'm got just the, glad I could work Seika into the show. Yeah, I was going to say I've got the the Maxwell House jingle with the you know with the uh, coffee pot where the the water's bouncing into the top of the coffee pot playing the jingle. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, that's good. No, I just every time I say Seika, I always think of the teacher from the uh, science teacher from Fast Times. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about when oh, it yes. comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I'm a little slow. I just switched to Seika. Um, <laughs> That's more mentions than that brand has gotten in, I think, about 15 years. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, I, sh I should also mention something I saw in Atlanta, of all places. I saw where they're still uh, trying to keep Tab alive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I would see it in stores from time to time. And in fact, one of the supermarkets near uh, one of the places I used to live down at Pacific Beach carried Tab on a pretty regular basis and i remember almost buying it one time just because i was so amused at the idea that i would be buying tab um and i really didn't remember how it tasted at all which probably was helping me want to have it uh well here's here's uh here's a quick taste guide if you can uh grab the ground remains of a cancerous rat and turn it up and it's pretty much what you'll taste right that i figured not remembering that probably aided me in <laughs> wanting to buy it Oh dear. We were talking about video games too, and, and uh, yes, one one of the things that we used to do on the sports side of this program is usually if we had breaks, we would throw in r random video game music. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why we did. I really don't, but we would. Well, RBI baseball theme is fantastic. <laughs> the remix that did you ever you you heard the like the dance remix the guy did to it right. Uh, I thought I did, but I can't be completely sure. Oh, it's, it's special. It's very special. <laughs> I mean, come on. I can just picture that being played all over the Tampa Bay Rays front offices. You know, if you read the, the Jonah Carey book about the Rays, they talked about how you know, Andrew Friedman would be involved in very intense RBI baseball tournaments. <laughs> Why did I not go to work there? That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know. Once you know that Rick Sutcliffe has a great curveball in that game or something, then it's all over. Fernando, money. Speaking of, by the way, um, and again, not to get too far into the sports side, but two names that you and I both know. There was some talk about the Cubs radio situation, 
And Keith Moreland is leaving the Cubs booth, and the first two names that have come up from Cub fan are Rick Sutcliffe and our buddy Andy Mazur, which I found rather interesting. Mm-hmm. Your uh, your thoughts on either of those two? Yeah, I know that. I mean, Andy loves uh, Chicago. I mean, it's his his hometown, and I mean that would be a great opportunity for him to be able to get back there, uh, especially with that job. And as far as Sut goes, I. Frankly, I'd be really surprised if he wanted to return to local radio, even if it was the Cubs. Um, it seems like he has a great thing with ESPN, and uh, I mean that would be where I think he would want to stay on the television side. But at the same time, if that's something he wants to do, uh, I can understand the tie, especially with him spending all those years for the Cubs. So either one of them is a hire that that uh, makes sense, especially with the ties to the team or the city. And I mean, I, I just. Uh, I would think that Andy would be more of a person that would be uh, a fit for that job more than Sut. Yeah, plus, you know, Sut probably couldn't drink in the booth, which might be a problem. I'm going to not say anything about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's probably safe play. Just throwing that out there. How about that local weather we've been having, huh? <laughs> it's snowing back there, you're saying? <laughs> but tell me more about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There, um, there was one thing I wanted to cover, by the way, before we go to the big question. It wasn't Top Gun refueling scenes? No, actually, um, why, why don't you mention that before we go forward? Because you were bringing it up to me off air, and it was one of the funnier things that, that we've talked about in a long while. So please do. I was kind of amazed that you had that game. I didn't think it was all that popular of a game. Um, but the Top Gun, and one of the things that you'd have to do in Top Gun uh, was refuel while in the air. And it was just, it was actually one of the more challenging parts of the game, if I remember correctly, isn't it? I always found it really difficult. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so um, you'd have to do this in the air. And and what made me think of it, though, is, Brian, you said that from your last take of gas, you got like 530 miles on that uh, with a Sonata. And that's a car that I used to drive, and I never got anything close to it, uh, that amount of mileage. And I asked if if he had to connect his car while driving down the road like he was in the – you know, Top Gun refueling situation. Um, and I can only imagine that. Uh, I, I don't remember what color your car is, but <laughs> just <laughs> now that would only complete the image of you, you know, having to do all this evasive driving in order to connect the refueling pump to your gas tank sure, as the thing pulled alongside you. We get better gas mileage out here because we don't use that hippie gas y'all use. Uh, that's probably accurate as the uh, gas of California is heavily taxed. <laughs> There was um, there was one thing I wanted to cover, and I, I haven't even told you about this. It, it just randomly uh, appeared um, before we hit the big question. So I'm I'm going to surprise you with this, and frankly, with as scattered as we are this week, it doesn't really surprise me that we would just you know go completely out of order. But what the hell? Uh, scientists from the University of Oxford have discovered that women with larger than average butts are not only increasingly intelligent but also very resistant to chronic illnesses. Sir Mixalot was on to something. Oh. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone has ever disputed that Sir Mixlot was a genius, <laughs> but I don't think that most people were thinking that he was a genius in terms of being able to talk about genetic makeup of a person. So that's really something that, I mean, an underappreciated human being, and I really hope that he gets his due now uh, for really everything that that song says. Dude, Sir Mixalot was the inspiration of the best Google map in the history of ever. If if you uh, If you go out... On the uh, on the series of tubes and look for the Google map of Posse on Broadway, the Sir Mix-a-Lot 1988 hit. It is uh, it is one of the funnier things you will ever read. All right, I will have to check that. Out. No, I'm trying to 
do that on the fly and my supposedly upgraded internet in my area not <laughs> not not seemingly upgraded at all see if you had the uh, the HughesNet service you know you right. could run your fantasy draft in your house and have enough bandwidth to do it well you know i I have only seen their commercial about seven or eight times in the last 12 hours. Um, so once I see it another 100 or 200 times, maybe I'll want to get satellite internet even though I don't need it here. Uh, but anyway, I did get it. I actually got an email from, from Cox saying we are doing upgrades in your areas and then got an email one morning going, we've completed the upgrades. Hope you enjoy your faster speeds and all this stuff. <laughs> no, not really. Anyway, uh, as I'm looking at the map, this this is very strong. Just did a quick skim. This is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know who uh, it was that came up with that, but that person deserves like a Nobel Prize or a knighthood or something. Uh, how about a collective slow clap from large crowd? <laughs> yeah, the the guy from Not Another Teen Movie. Right. <laughs> we'll bring him but in. Just got to wait till the right, right time. But don't let some dude with a broken leg take it from you at the last minute. So um, something I never thought I would be saying on this program, back to the uh, journalistic st study of butts. Uh, according to ABC News, the results found that women with bigger backsides tend to have lower levels of cholesterol and are more likely to produce hormones to metabolize sugar. Therefore, women with big butts are less likely to have diabetes or heart problems. Having a big butt also requires an excess of omega-3 fats, which have been proven to catalyze brain development. The researchers also found that the children born to women with wider hips are intellectually superior to the children of slimmer, less curvy mothers. <laughs> All right. So many things I could say about this, and not a damn one of them is appropriate for air. None of them. Brian, you're not helping me out, co-host. <laughs> what am I supposed to do over here? No, I'm kidding. Um, it, is, it is kind of amazing. I mean, if you take this from a more evolutionary thought process, you can think about that, you know, I mean, we know that through history, men have been drawn to women with bigger hips because of the childbearing capacity. And, and you know, it's interesting to hear these things kind of bear out something that was going on several hundred years ago. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's amazing how we say that we're learning so much and, you know, we're learning all, all these different things every year through all this research. And then a lot of the time, not a lot of the times, but some of the times to hear that something that's been going on for so long, you know, and was just based on our instinct is actually bearing out to have reasons beyond just like, oh, we like the way this looks or something like that, or it's our instinct. You know, you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense at all? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> makes complete sense. And uh, I, think, I think we're both kind of uh, flustered by the, the journalistic study of big butts. But there's more. Uh, Professor Constantinos Manolopoulos, who leads the team at the University of Oxford, says that women with more fat on their buttocks have lower levels of cholesterol and glucose. Uh, having a big butt also favors leptin levels in the female body, which is a hormone responsible for regulating weight, and the dinopecta, or dinopectina, sorry, a hormone with anti-inflammatory, vascular protective, and anti-diabetic attributes the adipose tissue of the buttocks traps harmful fatty particles and prevents cardiovascular disease. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> there's also, no, I, go ahead. I, I have a question that's going to get me in a lot of trouble, so I might as well just get it out there. Yes. Um, now when they say bigger, <laughs> uh, I feel so nervous right now. <laughs> is this, is this talking about a woman that, that just kind of has, uh, you know, in her, you know, if, if she is in, 
that that is her natural like Kim Kardashian <laughs> has a bigger backside just because like that's just how she is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to someone who has some extra weight on them, which can cause all kinds of health problems. <laughs> And see, I know, like, I'm trying to put this as delicately as possible because I'm really not trying to be insensitive. I'm just saying, okay, how do you how do you measure this? Like, what constitutes someone who is healthy with a bigger butt versus someone who is unhealthy versus with a bigger butt? Uh, Doctor, <laughs> help me. I, I don't know, but that's that's a great question. That's something that was conveniently left out of the study. Um, uh, it seems like a, a perfectly valid one as I try to hide from the lightning strike. That's coming any second now. <laughs> there are also so bad this hour. <laughs> there are also studies that are conducted by universities in California and Pennsylvania that discover that women with bigger butts, wide hips and smaller waists may also live longer. Okay. So Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you, uh you know, you see some of the the waif thin model model women on the TV walking around and the the legs are so disarmingly skinny skinny that it, it's like you're, you're just you're gonna break a stick and we're gonna need to put you down so much easier <laughs> I had such a great relationship with Martha and then I had to take her out in the field and end her no I I just I mean you've seen that woman I know you've seen that woman who I has have. legs that's so skinny that how you literally look like you're gonna collapse your own legs just because they are that skinny, not because you are big. See, I'm uh, I, I'm tempted to say something too that would would uh, probably make me a little nervous to say it, but I'm it anyway. Damn the torpedoes! Right. Those uh, those girls who are on cheerleading teams who are the base, they're just sitting there mm. like, see, I told you, I told you, eventually <laughs> it was going to come around to us. We were the we were the elite people here. We were the better athletes. I told you that's why we're here. Keep on making fun of me. Keep on hating, but that's why I'm on this team. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I think something else that this study was supposed to tell us and didn't is that Jennifer Lopez is the smartest, healthiest, and most long-living person in the world. No. No. Yeah, I'm not willing to go that far on it now that no. I say that. <laughs> let's going to go with no. Let's tap the brakes a little bit. Although, in Manhattan was a fantastic film. Not really. I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to have to cut that for a, for a liner now. <laughs> <laughs> That's called sarcasm. Come on in. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it seemed like there were some details. There are so many details left out of these stories, Brian. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> just, like, are we just doing some really bad editing or have they never been there in the first place? I don't know. And see, I can I can just see that now. Dude gets called in by his editor, and he goes, uh, you know I can't print this ass story without some more detail behind it. You're going to need some more sources. Uh, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Seriously. Wow. I cannot allow you to make an ass of this newspaper. Look, can I get the position where I can review ESPN's practices to them and write all the articles about how they've handled situations? <laughs> so... Wait a minute. I thought you were gonna, going to uh, try to become the uh, the ombudsman of ass stories. Is, is is that not what I'm catching? No, here? I don't really think that I'm trying to be the ombudsman of ass stories. But I'm just saying, <laughs> could you imagine if I could be able to go on there on ESPN and would actually be encouraged to say things like, you know, 
I thought that pardon uh, pardon the around the horn or whatever the heck your shows are called for that hour are just completely ridiculous with all the yelling at each other and fake debates and no one's really learning anything here. Um, why you can't seem to find a place for NFL matchup? I have no idea. That was actually a useful show where you could learn something. <laughs> it's it's very simple because Ron Jaworski doesn't generate Twitter views and and Uh-oh. retweets. Well, yes, I, I've noticed that he's been moved off the Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hashtag old guys don't draw ratings. Right. We're doing sports matters, right? <laughs> I, I, can't, I keep straying into it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you're uh, you're forgiven. So, in fact, while we're talking about butts, we we might as well go into the uh, the big question of the program. And, and again, the, the humor is not lost on us that you have two random guys talking about female body image. But uh, What's up, <laughs> our, uh, our great friend Julie will surely love this conversation and won't find yes. it at all disturbing. Now, the great part, though, is she is going to have to come on the show at some point. She said she would. Yes. And, uh, boy, if she won't have something to discuss after this episode. <laughs> uh, this from the BBC, and, and you can feel free to – Correct me on the pronunciation here if I get it wrong. Uh, World 400mm champion Christine Oharugu believes... Uh, uh, I'll give you a thumbs up because I don't know (laughs) professional journalism at its finest. Yes, we are uh, professionally educated from the finest of public institutions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Believes young women find sport a turnoff because it has to compete with an inappropriate celebrity lifestyle portrayed in the media. She was speaking after the Culture, Media, and Sport Committee started its Women and Sport Inquiry. So many things to say about that. I'll just let them all go. The uh, the committee is I just, trying... No, I, what I wanted to let you know is you, yes. you were correct. Oh, you pronounced good. her name correctly. Awesome. Oh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Without a pronunciation guide. Mm. <laughs> Try and do well, that, Bleacher they, Report. <laughs> eh, some people would call that preparation, but we're not into that here. <laughs> yeah, we rip and read here. <laughs> The uh, the committee is trying to discover why more girls and women have not taken up sport after the London Olympics. Oharugu said girls were bombarded with images of an easier lifestyle, and the 29-year-old added it was no surprise that very susceptible, her words, young women chose that over the hard work associated with sport. Oharugu told BBC Radio 5 Live, quote, The best thing we can do is show them the benefits of doing sport, whether at elite level or recreational level, where you're just trying to keep fit and stay healthy. That's what is troubling, that more needs to be done to work out why these girls are not accessing sport at a recreational level, unquote. Then it continues. Uh, She's saying, quote, We wonder how come the Olympic Games, the biggest competition in the world, came to London and it's not gained much traction. It's because there are bigger and better images that are grabbing these young people's attention. It's not their fault. It's our fault. It's the media's fault. The TV, the magazines, the setting out these images of what women should be like and how life is going to be. On the one hand, we're saying go out and do sport and maybe hurt yourself, get injured, lose. I don't think it's them at fault. It's us that's doing them a disservice, unquote. So a lot of this was just kind of set up. But the last couple of paragraphs had some substantive stuff I wanted to get into and kind of have a little bit of discussion about, again, from a point of view of people who know absolutely nothing about female body image except for, you know, what we've seen on television and, you know, had in in various experiences. But she does have a point. I mean, it it seems as though these days television and magazines and the internet and everything else pretty much sets the average female body image as far as what's appropriate, what's not, uh, you know, how women should wear their hair, how they should do their makeup, whatever else. Because, you know, if you see any of the random Real Housewives shows, which I know that you've professed to be at least a viewer of, if not a fan of, 
Uh, there's not a fan. <laughs> let me, let me, there's a quick story where one time I was out to eat oh, at God. a sushi restaurant or yes. sushi chef. Mm-hmm. We asked him like, Hey, you ever seen any of these real housewives shows? He's like, well, you know, sometimes they're like on at my place. My girlfriend puts them on. Oh, you don't watch them? No, no, they're just on. What about Jersey Shore? <laughs> no, I watched that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So ever since then, it's just like, hey, it's, you know, but honestly, like, I, I am not the one turning the TV to them, that's for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, think about it. You you have all these different competing things going on right now for image, really, of women. You have Real Housewives. You have, uh, you know, America's Next Top Model, which has been big in this country for who knows how long. And it basically tells people, you know, you're not a valid member of society unless you're six foot tall and a size zero. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's a problem there. There are any different number of programs that will appear on TV for, on any number of channels, really. I mean, you used to be able to see, you know, like if you turn on say the learning channel or something like that, you would see something that was actually of value. Now you see reality television, you see, uh, you know, <laughs> like, five-year-olds, parents putting them into pageants and everything. And, you know, even places that we used to go to learn, we're now going to be bombarded with uh, stupid people, fame whores, and uh, image deciders. And she's got a point. Wait a minute. Could you be referring to the fact that the Learning Channel is where I can watch Honey Boo Boo? Uh, Possibly, yes. I think that might have okay i just want to make sure <laughs> that i understand your basic point yeah i can i have a lot of things i took some notes because we you covered a lot there okay um you know and uh yeah I, you know i don't think that the image of recreationally jogging with makeup on as apparently you do on any show that's on e um <laughs> i don't know if that's really the image of, of recreation um, that our Olympic uh, athlete is trying to get across. Um, I don't really think that is. Um, and apparently when she talks about something being easier, that, yes, yeah, sitting there and just whining and being spoiled, uh, which is a lot of reality TV, is um, it looks easier. It really does. Um, sometimes you have to go to Las Vegas and you host a nightclub function for 50K, that looks tough. <laughs> um, you know, maybe you have to launch your perfume. <sighs> Just really grinding out a living. You know, that's that looks really tough. So I can understand why it's so hard to believe that people are opting for that. The other question I have, too, and, and we're talking about sport and body image at the same time. I've noticed, and this is really uh, something that, again, I'm I'm probably ashamed to admit, but... I've seen on commercials for women's softball on ESPN where it shows them and they're wearing like hair bows and makeup and all this other stuff to play softball. And I have to admit, I don't understand the connection there. I'm not necessarily, you know, cracking on it or anything, but I don't understand the concept of getting dolled up to play a sport. Maybe there's some kind of explanation there that I just don't have. I'll freely admit I don't have it as a, as a male. <laughs> well, I mean... There was a certain part of me that, you know, wanted to look good in my uniform, but at the same time, like, that was not a real big concern. It's like, is it tucked in all the way? Do I have a pocket hanging out? Like, those kinds of things. <laughs> Almost superstitious kind of nature. But um, thankfully, I never had to worry about worry about how my hair bows were. Uh, and that's nice. That's the benefit of being a dude, what can I say? Um, but, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Doing some WNBA stuff, it was kind of strange. Uh 
sometimes when you're trying to find people for pregame warm-ups because they wouldn't have you know their jerseys on they'll just have a shooting shirt or something like that doesn't have their name and number on the back and sometimes it can be a little difficult trying to find certain players because you look at their publicity photo and they do they have full hair and makeup done and then you see them on the court and they have their hair up in a little bun and they don't have any makeup on and you're just like wait okay i'm not sure is that 12 or is that 23 and I know that that sounds bad, but it's it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm also thinking of of uh, you know the image that we portray, and and again, this is kind of treading dangerously into sport, but it's it's the area where we most know. I mean, we don't watch a whole lot of reality programming, but I remember well, somebody the story has a, an Olympic sprinter bringing it to us. Well, I think true. Some sport is there's going to be a little crossover if we're talking about recreational. <laughs> yeah, activity. fair enough, but. I remember somebody commenting and tweeting at Michelle Beadle after uh, she unveiled her latest Bridgestone commercial. And somebody said that she looked fat in that commercial and needed more makeup. And this is Michelle Beadle, somebody I've never seen as fat ever. And somebody, you know, who I would imagine looks okay without makeup. And, you know, people are just like, yeah, I'm not even going to pay attention to what, what you're trying to sell. I'm just going to say that you look fat and you need makeup. I just... More than anything, I just wonder who's saying it. It's one thing to think it, but to actually say to yourself, you know what? This would be a good idea if I went to my phone or over to my laptop, went to Twitter, <laughs> and just looked her up right now and said, hey, person I don't know, you look fat. <laughs> what? Yeah, fair. Where, where's the logic in, in any of this right now? And kind of the idea of commenting in a lot of ways on the internet is pretty ridiculous as it is um but that one especially seems to be really out there well i mean i'll I'll freely admit i think that and i've i've seen this from you know years in media and you've seen it too being around uh you know women in sport or, or women in tv or whatever else I've never really been a big fan of makeup. I just – I don't find it natural. I don't find it all that appealing, and, and I, I realize that some people do, and that's perfectly fine. Both you know, men and women find it really appealing. I've, I've never really seen the draw. I've seen a lot of people without makeup, and I think they look a lot better without it because it's who they really are. It's almost as though you know, if they're hiding behind makeup or you know, Spanx or whatever else, it, it makes them seem like a different person, and I'd rather know who they really are instead of the image they choose to put forward – and I think that's another place where we've kind of gotten trapped as a society, as males, as whatever, is, you know, we're taught that you have to look a certain way and people feel that if they don't look that way, they can't present themselves, they can't go on TV or whatever. So they have to get uh, corrective clothing or put on makeup or whatever else. And that's that's kind of a sad indictment on who we are, too. But, you know, with the way that people comment on each other's bodies in this country, which is, I mean, it's, again, strange, strange phenomenon, but... Uh, I mean, what's as amusing as anything is to see the guy. I mean, you know that some of these people that are commenting and calling Michelle Beadle fat are guys that are like 100 pounds overweight. Sure. And, you know, but it doesn't ever seem to occur to them that that's being a complete moron uh, <laughs> on any number of levels, not having anything to do with the fact that, you know, didn't she bang out the New York Marathon the other day? And I'm <laughs> guessing you didn't. Um, just saying. So. I mean, I, I don't know. I just I find the commenting so strange. Um, I mean, the other thing, too, about makeup is I would just say that it, for me, it, it's it would very much fall under the, something that is uh, quality, not quantity. You know, the right of using it well, you know, using small amounts well goes a long way. And I think some people kind of miss that message 
Um, and yes, it, I'm talking to you, people who have purchased these spray-on makeup systems from late night TV. That's really <laughs> that freaks me out, man. Or like the permanent makeup that people have. That's so strange. What it, it it wouldn't you know cause any problem to you to walk in on somebody drawing in their eyebrows is is that what you're saying? <laughs> drawing in their eyebrows is I mean, that that's a fairly common thing. I've seen that happens. You know what I mean? But I, when people are tattooing on their eyebrows, that's another story. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what you're saying is there's there should be a whole new market for eyebrow merkins. Is that where you're going with this? I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, Brian. I'm just trying not to get way sideways in a turn and slam right into the wall. Speaking of, of tattoos, um, you, you mentioned this, and this is completely aside from the image part, but I wanted to bring it up. I'm starting to see now where a lot more women are getting tattooed jewelry. Like they'll get a tattooed necklace or a tattooed ring or something like that because they don't want to wear jewelry. That I really don't understand. I was going to say I can, you know, the idea of the tattooed ring. All right, if that's what you really want to go with, um, uh, it's a big risk, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd like to believe it's forever, but uh, statistics show it's not. So, um, big risk that you're taking with that. The the necklace as well. Um, you might not want the necklace that, you know, let's say a guy got that tattoo for you. What happens if you're not with said guy anymore? Do you still want that necklace on? Oh, you got it. 24 seven. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Plus that you also are getting tattoo work done around your neck and that cannot feel good. Now I'm picturing Jane Seymour doing commercials for neck tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. (laughs) We want it to be forever. The neck tattoo line from Jane Seymour. (laughs) See, something else, too. I I can just picture, like, some guy, he sets it all up. He's got this beautiful scene. There's, like, a violin playing in the background. He's on the side of a mountain or whatever, and he he takes his girl out for a picnic. He hits one knee and opens up this box, and it's a needle and two vials of ink. (laughs) Baby, I love you so much. I love you so much that I had our favorite tattoo artist set up a mobile studio. I love you so much, but I didn't have a lot of time, so I'm going to have you do this tattoo while we're taking this horseback ride. We also brought TV cameras, and they're paying for the whole thing. It's a wacky show on TLC. So, Isn't that that you know. Trista chick from – wait a minute. Is that an actual show? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was funny. I was. Uh, I was listening the other day to some radio something, some wacky morning zoo. You know, the same people who make all the jokes about, "Hey, uh, wonder why no women are participating in Movember? It's because guys wouldn't want to be with them." Uh, but, but you know those whole jokes, <sighs> the, the whole misogynist stuff. But it's pretty, pretty special. It's pretty, pretty good. They were uh, they were commenting on how yeah. there had been sixteen seasons of The Bachelor. First of all. 16 seasons of The Bachelor. Just let that set in with you for a minute. Well, you know, that that means that uh, this is now, I think, uh, this would make 13 seasons more than minutes I've seen of that show. It would, it would also make 13 seasons more than, or actually 12 seasons more than Arrested Development. And that's a little sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but what are you going to do? But uh, they had mentioned that there had been 16 seasons of The Bachelor. Number of marriages still intact? Zero. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're <laughs> saying that meeting through – hold on. Hold on. 
meeting through a TV game show isn't the way to find your soulmate? <laughs> Why no, creepy, no, no. creepy old Brian, guy from no, eHarmony.com. Brian, Brian, you just ruined my evening by telling me that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> by I mean, by I, the way. I thought I wasn't very cool. I met my girlfriend at a bar. God. The uh, the 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 creepy old guy from eHarmony.com, Every time yep. I see him on a commercial, I can just imagine him sitting there like spying on some of the dates that were put together from his site. Uh, you know, maybe with a blanket over his lap, going, "Yeah, this is going great. I'll be back in about five minutes." Wow, that got dark real fast. Yes, it did. So let's uh, let's lighten it up fast. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so I actually did write down a small list of things I've learned from the Real Housewives shows earlier. As we mentioned, images we see on TV. Okay. I mean, if this is what you know, if this is what the young women of America are learning, um, then they will think that everyone uses car services. Right. So that's good to know um, uh, that you always bring a gift to a party that you're going to, and that's a good rule to have. But you have to get it professionally wrapped. If you don't, that's rude. <laughs> okay. Um, Cattiness doesn't go away, so don't try and outgrow it because apparently it is a very, very, very valued commodity if you're looking to land a reality TV show. Once a bitch, always a bitch. That's, you know, hey, it's, it's true. <laughs> Make sure that you have a large, large selection in your wardrobe of flowing evening gowns because you use them all the time. <laughs> is that like suits? Or if you're a guy, are you supposed to have suits just, you know, like lined up just in case? Is that how that yeah. Works? Absolutely, yes. Yes, you are. In case you need to be able to put on that great three-piece suit since vests have been back in style here for a few years, which I, I really – that, that just caught me so off guard. What? We're doing this again? Okay. I, I'm not paying attention, am I? <laughs> you need the uh, the frilly powder blue vest if you're going to wear anything. That's money right there. Yes, so it is. So if I could get Eddie Murphy's suit uh, when he was Randy Watson. Actually, <laughs> was really what I was trying to say. Also, I said it poorly. But that would be something to wear on a, a team plane if I were ever invited onto a professional sports team plane again. <laughs> well, uh, go see the uh, the wardrobe department from That's My Mama. I'm sure you could probably come up with it. <laughs> Well, you know, that that's a great call is where to find it. Um, I just need to make sure I can still find them. So, yeah, we've been off air since 1975, but hey, we still have the wardrobe sitting around. Yeah, yeah, they're just waiting for your call. <laughs> they might still send some stuff out COD. That's how old they are. <laughs> and that's the thing. I Every once in a while, I still see that at an ad. <laughs> we'll... So sorry, no CODs. We haven't been doing that for a long time now, people. <laughs> if you order the suit, does it take six to eight weeks for delivery? Uh, it might. <laughs> I mean, that's where another thing I don't understand is I can't not get something from Amazon in less than a week, basically. Yet <laughs> any of those random workout programs that are advertised late at night, be it the Insanity or the P90X or like that you know, perfect push-up or the freaking rack, whatever that thing is, where it's the guy doing, like, weird <laughs> scissor kicks over some metal thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, all of them talk about how you get rush delivery if you order now, and I'm wondering how long does it really take? And then you see the thing where it says it takes two to four weeks for delivery or something. You're going, really? Do you have to make each one of them fresh? I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. <laughs> the question I have to ask is, 
and, and again, we're, we're getting off track. Those of you who are listening to the program, this is going to be one of those weeks where we just get completely off track. We make no apologies for it, but we have these weeks from time to time, and it's funnier that way, so hang with us. Well, what did I promise you before the show? Uh, yeah, you, you had promised me that, that uh, you were likely going to forget completely what you were talking about at, at least one interval during this program, and you were going to get a little bit spacey. And I'm pretty much the same way because I've been all over the place, and so have you. So you know what? Those of you listening on the, uh, on the live or the recorded side – Hang with us. It is likely going to be ADD radio for the next who knows how long. And you'll enjoy you'll the chaos. Yeah, exactly. But the uh, the late night infomercials, I kind of wonder if you're sitting there and you see like, you know, the the hanger thing where you, you have two different ends on it and you put both ends up in your closet and you can hang like six garments on that thing. And then you take the other end off and pull it down. And then those six garments basically contract into one little hanging area. So you have more space to hang stuff. I wonder if, if people are sitting there watching that going, $9.99 for that? That's a little much. Oh, wait. A second one free? Second now I'm one. in. Ooh. <laughs> I don't want to be able to hang 12 things. I need to hang. Oh, I get a second one? I can do 24? Well, that's exactly the number I needed. Um, <laughs> Why wouldn't I need two organic pans? I love the stone pans. What are they? Stone, how to cook the perfect egg? <laughs> yeah, the stone dine thing with with the yeah. guy with, with the with the messed up Australian accent or whatever. The stone dine pan. Who who would normally take a grinder across their pan? But we're going to for demonstration purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember the one. It was for uh, some like air knife or something where it was a knife with like the middle cut out of it. Oh yeah, the guy was you know dropping it towards p- tomatoes. <laughs> They're like, look at this one. It doesn't cut right through a tomato, but ours does. <laughs> you could slice through a credit card with our knife. Wait a minute. Your knife doesn't – the other knife doesn't cut through a to- – what kind of knife did you get? <laughs> Every knife cuts through a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> this plastic knife can't cut through a tomato, yeah. but our Ginsu sure can. Instead of pa- plastic cutlery we got at our local Taco Bell, doesn't cut as well as this. <laughs> Check it out. You, you thought you could slice a tomato with a spork? Wrong. <laughs> that's the way that's the commercial we need to make <laughs> the ridiculous late night <laughs> but include that stuff try to cut through a tomato with the spork no you can't do it where it freezes and goes to black and white with an x through it yeah you know what actually is my favorite commercial out there though is the one for the earwax remover oh god yes absolutely i love that guy where he is q-tipping his ear and then he lets go with ow <laughs> I've used Q-tips for a lot of years now and um, never screamed like that for Q-tips. <laughs> See, I half expect to be, you know, seeing that guy, you know, like I'm, I'm in, in downtown Charlotte or somewhere and he's standing at a street corner and the sign goes up that says stop for not walking across the crosswalk. And he's like, oh, hey, that hand's coming up. It must be telling me that I need to come across and come meet it. And steps out in front of a bus. Ow! <laughs> if we could only make use of that in more places but yeah I, I i really have seen a pattern in the editing of these ads and it's very clear you show something happening that you don't want to happen whatever this might be that be the knife that can't cut through something or the q-tip that apparently is about to puncture his eardrum because he's trying to jam it all the way into his head i'm trying which, to clean my brain with this q-tip it says not to do, people. You know, I, I've had enough ear, nose, and throat problems that I've been to the ear, nose, and throat doctor enough, and the guy told me, he's like, look, if, if you're going to go with the Q-tips, just be real careful because your ears are self-cleaning. 
you don't need to use Q-tips. You really don't. It doesn't mean I don't. I just say that's what my that's what my users will be. So just back off a little if you're really making yourself scream via Q-tip. Uh, but then once that happens, the picture freezes, turns black and white, and then kind of cocks to a little bit of an angle and zooms towards the screen. <laughs> or there's an X through it. Or all of that's happening. <laughs> the uh, the other thing too is the uh, the infomercial for the no no. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if that was the infomercial I was catching at one point today, or just an extended commercial. But uh, that was great when there was a dude talking about waxing his arms. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the no no thing, the actual commercial part of it, it shows <laughs> this. I think it's a woman. It might have been a guy. I don't remember. But standing there with tweezers, like trying to pull out a hair. And they, they pull out the hair and then the, the whole ow thing again. It's like they, they just pulled the same stock footage from the dude who doesn't know how to use a Q-tip. I think it's the same guy, actually. It's like, you know, this guy is socially and completely functionally illiterate. It's like, I can't clean my ears. I can't tweeze my hair. I, I can't feed myself. Uh, I can't string together five words in a sentence. I, I can't really do anything. You know that these are all just pieces of film that are going to be spliced together to make his cinematic opus, Man Who Lives in a Padded Room. <laughs> and that's just <laughs> – that's the conclusion, isn't it, after all this happens. Um, so no. I'm excited for that to come out in about five or six years when he can get a few more late-night spots. Actually, can you imagine <laughs> he goes in to audition for infomercial and it's like, yeah, we were actually looking for a guy who could come up with a fairly believable expression of pain. Oh, really? Let me show you my reel. Ow! 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 <laughs> Nailed it. And I, the thing is, is, is now I picture the commercial guy going, okay, well, you know what? That was very impressive. We're interested in working with you, though. There's one thing I didn't see on your tape, and it has a lot to do with our product, what we're selling, so this is what we're going to need you to do. Do you have any experience pricking your finger for a diabetes test? <laughs> have you done that before? You haven't? Mm-mm. Would you like to try it for us and see how, like, a test run would go? Because we have some people that have been in some diabetes uh, test commercials before, and that actually gives them a leg up. <laughs> they, they show. They show. No more pricking your fingers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though? It's the senior yeah. citizen who, yeah. like, kind of just, Duh. Between that and... <laughs> God. Between that and the... Um, the, it's not the no-no. It's some other hair removal product where they show the the woman and she's getting you know getting like her arms waxed or something like that, and they show the tape ripping off, and she's like ah like that. Mm. You know he he yes. could do that, but the the, <laughs> the whole finger prick thing. I can just see that now. It's like <laughs> uh, can somebody get Wilford Brimley back on the set, please? Uh, diabetes test strips, take eighty one. <laughs> Don't you just wish that Judd, someone could go to Judd Apatow and he would have enough of a sense of humor to license like the Kelly Clarkson clip <laughs> of Steve Carell's hair removal thing for one of those products? <laughs> Look, dude, we'll give you 25% of our profits or whatever a high enough number would be to get you to play ball, but that would be the best commercial ever. Oh, God. Don't go with painful waxing. Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> the other thing, uh, infomercial-wise, and, and uh, we'll, we'll come back to the body image thing shortly, I promise. Uh, for those of you who are still listening, hoping that we'll get back to that, we we will at some point. But <laughs> the other thing too is where the guy's got the the sealer uh, product, 
and he's out on a boat in the middle of, you know, whatever lake that is, and he's got, like, a screen door that he's put on the bottom of his boat, and he's sealed it with what, whatever this Flex Seal product is or something like that. And he's Love like, it. it works so well, it can seal a screen door on a boat. Uh. Yes. <laughs> because I was thinking of doing such a thing. I really wanted to just take a screen and use it as a vessel. <laughs> uh, you know, sir, have you marketed your product in Cuba? <laughs> <laughs> you could patch up this raft that was <laughs> that was guaranteed made out of an inflatable to, doll. Guaranteed to float for ninety miles. <laughs> God, no more. <laughs> but wait, if you order now, we'll throw in a car door, absolutely free. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, what happened? <laughs> The bad thing is, I'm sitting here now, and for those of you who are listening live or listening recorded, whatever it is, assuming you haven't completely uh, taken your iPod and thrown it off a second-story window or whatever it is, uh, there is actually a site now that has all of the different infomercial products there that are available on the market right now, all in one handy place. So we can go over some of those products while we uh, we have a few minutes, and we're completely distracted on the program if you'd like to do so. Yeah, are we not adding the philosophy tag to this one? Uh, no, actually, what the hell? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag clown show. Um, yeah. There's, uh, let's see, there's the Stone Wave microwave cooker. Right. Uh, Isn't that how that. I can make perfect, perfect like poached eggs in my microwave? <laughs> yeah, because everybody who's past college age needs to do that on a, on a common basis. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> If I can't have an egg ben- eggs benedict uh, to start my morning, then my morning doesn't really start, Brian. So I'm going to need to pick one of those up immediately. What I'm going to do, though, is I'm not looking at this list. And uh, what's unfortunate is I'm going to try and see how many of these I actually know. There's which the, is going to be really embarrassing. There's the uh, HD vision glasses with uh, night vision that are wraparound glasses. Yes, though that way they can go over your actual glasses. Right. right. Yes. Uh, there is the Light Angel. That I don't know. It is an it is a motion-activated stick-up LED light that you can put anywhere in your uh, house, and it pivots even. Oh. You know, I mean, some of these things actually sound kind of useful. Like, that, you know, that could be useful. <laughs> so you're the guy buying these things. Is that what that is? No, I never buy any of them. But some, some of them I look at, I'm like, that seems like it could be useful. I'm sure it's not made well, but like the idea, a motion sensor light. Yes, I could use one of those in our backyard where we have no lights. <laughs> See, I have a motion detecting light in the backyard. But the, the hilarious thing is whenever um, there's you know a really big wind gust like there was earlier before it started snowing, it just goes ahead and sets off the light. So I not only uh, have a wind indicator, I have a freshly lit backyard. So thank goodness for that. That's important. Yeah. Don't you want to see the snow? It's so pretty. <laughs> Let's see what other uh, products we have here. We have Zoomies. Can I can I just ask you something? Yes. Are you going to be able to sit there and look out you know, the front window of your house with a nice pumpkin spice latte and enjoy this snow in the fall? <laughs> I don't know. We're getting dangerously into peppermint latte season. Well, we're not there yet, Brian. I don't think we're there yet. We can still – pumpkin, you know – Pumpkin pie still shows up at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, but Halloween's gone. I mean, Halloween's gone, but I'm just saying, pumpkin pie is still around. So you're still that reference is still going to be relevant for a bit. Although once we get into the month of December, yes, if you're not going with the peppermint mocha something something soy milk latte, <laughs> then uh, at 140 degrees, please. I don't want it cold. 
Um, <laughs> then look, I think we're gonna. Yeah, I think we've got our references straight, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. We're we're good. There's the uh, let's see. There's zoomies. Mm, don't know. Which are uh, glasses that are basically magnifying glasses. <sighs> that sounds. Uh... Like a waste of money. <laughs> There's uh, Flex Seal, which we've discussed. Yes, love Flex Seal. There is uh, the Forever Comfy, and it's buy one, get one free now. The Forever Comfy? Is it a type of pillow? Uh, kind of. It is It is a uh, a gel-filled seat mat, essentially. And the the actual infomercial for this, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I know it, uh, shows a long-haul trucker, and he's talking about how uh, you know, hours in a truck seat can can be rough on your backside before, of course, he found the forever comfy. Mm-hmm. Now, what role did our friend play in this one? Was he seen sitting down into like a wicker chair with no padding? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> <laughs> he went to sit down in a truck stop without looking. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> yeah, I can see that hurting a whole lot more, actually. Um so, wow. I mean, wait, do they have the do they have the one on there about like the 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 my perfect pillow with the dude with the tight neck chain and the creepy mustache selling it? Oh my god, that that one is hilarious. The uh, the my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> and the funniest part of that, you <laughs> can hold it, you can crunch it any way you want. It you can wash it. All <laughs> the uh, the funniest part about that is in the infomercial. it's bad enough that he's taking like testimonials from the crowd, but he spends like two minutes talking about how honored he is that he can provide pillows to the U S military. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) I mean, our people fought and died so they could get a cheap ass pillow. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Why are you bragging about this? I, I'm not really sure that I think he actually made a big point of mentioning that they're made in the United States too, which is great. I mean, manufacturing in this country is down. So, you know, anything we can make here is good, but you know, I, 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 it doesn't play as big a role in my buying habits as it probably should. <laughs> I make enough profit off of this to pay half an employee for 15 minutes. There you go. Uh, let's see. They have the furniture fix. Uh, not aware of it at all. Uh, in case your couch cushions are sagging, these are little plastic uh, inserts that will go between your cushions and your couch to where it will keep your cushions from sagging. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm never buying that. <clears throat> <So>. <laughs> There's the uh, twin draft guard. Okay. Which you open up your door, like if you have draft coming in under your door, and of course in the in the infomercial they show like the uh, the arrows going under your door, showing that oh, air is going in. Yes, and you yes, you yes. slide it under your door, and it keeps air out and keeps it from coming in. Absolutely, got to get one of those asaps. The, the, here in San Diego. The bad thing is, I know all of these, and I know them from just seeing the commercials. I'm not reading any descriptions or anything about them. I just know them from seeing the commercials. So that, oh. that tells you all about my life and what little I have. <laughs> um, there's the Chillo. The Chillo. Yes. Wait, is that the 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 thing you put on top of your pillow? Yeah. So that way you don't sweat as much in the middle of the night. Yep. Yeah, it, you know, if my girlfriend sees that product, she probably will buy it for me. So, you know, I'll just get, I'm just excited for it to come. By the way, dude, there is nothing worse than – and we're getting into cold and flu season here as we've discussed on the program. There is nothing worse than if you've got the flu or something like that and you wake up and, like, your entire body is 683 degrees and there's, like, sweat and drool forming this one, you know, congealed pool on your pillow. It's the worst. 
Well, the great thing about it is at that point, your entire side, side of the bed is soaked. Well, yeah, true. when your fever has when your fever has been breaking and stuff like that, your whole side of the bed is soaked. Yet that is you you don't want to get out of bed either. Yeah, fair enough. So you're stuck with this conundrum of like, all right, do I want to go back to this wet bed that is going to be cold when I get back from the restroom, or do I just <laughs> want to sit here and just know that I have to go to the bathroom real bad? Yeah, this is going to suck to get up. And usually, what's worse is you're laying there wearing like three sweatshirts, a pair of thermals, a pair of sweatpants two pairs of socks and, you know, a stocking cap or something, and you're sweating right. but shaking at the same time. That's always fun. Yeah. No, that's good. It's, um, whew, you know, I just would find myself going I, – I would be running low on long-sleeve shirts by the end of a week of being sick. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, yes. I'm, I'm almost out here, people. <laughs> need to do an entire laundry load of just, like, long-sleeve shirts and sweatshirts. Yeah, there's um, – let's see. My, my father's mentioning the uh, Morty and the Swiffer commercials, but unfortunately Swiffer is available in stores, so we're not going to cover that as part of the infomercial uh, products nope. that we're covering here. Um, let's see. There is the Microtouch all-in-one personal groomer. Yes. That has an owl guy in it. Yeah, and there's there's nothing quite like – you know, they show in the ad, they show the guy sitting there like going over his beard with this little tiny thing, and he's got this big, huge smile on his face. When in reality, if you've ever used one of those things, it's basically almost like taking a pair of tweezers and ripping each individual hair out as you use it. Are you using it? Did you, is the battery running low? No. Are you using it on the high speed? It's uh, it's with a freshly charged battery, and, you know, for, for those of us who shave our head, there's there's times where you kind of, you know, realize you missed a spot, and you don't want to go back and get the clippers, so you go over it with that thing, and then basically you're, you know, you would have been better to just rip the hair out of your head individually. Yeah, I was given one of those, and uh, I tried it a couple times on just, like, the back of my neck or something. It was like, this, this doesn't feel good. The funniest thing about it, too, is when they show in the, in the uh, commercial, they show that running that thing over a balloon. Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> yeah, what the steel reinforced balloon that we have. <laughs> Let's see. There's the uh, the old Brooklyn Lantern. The old Brooklyn Lantern. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a battery operated LED lantern that works for hours. <laughs> well, great. I usually just stick with something called a lamp, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm also not in need of a lantern very often. <laughs> there's um. <laughs> Let's see. There's the pocket hose. Yes, that one I've seen, and I've actually <laughs> I've actually heard uh, another member of my household say that uh, that would be a good purchase potentially. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know about the quality of those. Yeah. But, to... By the way, uh, pocket hose are not uh, miniature prostitutes. It is it is actually a uh, a, a hose that you would use on your yard. <laughs> oh man! But wouldn't it be great if you spelled it that way? Oh hell yes! Football name. <laughs> by the way, um. Of all people, I've I've seen the infomercial for the pocket hose, and uh, Home Improvement's Richard Karn is doing the uh, pocket hose infomercial now. You know, it's not a good sign for Richard Karn that he's still claiming <laughs> Home Improvement. There's that uh, would indicate that there's been a lack of forward movement in his career. Yeah, there's the. Um, uh, let's see, what else do we have? We have the the Snore Solution mouth guard. Probably something I should be wearing. Uh, <laughs> we have the. Uh, you mentioned this earlier. I think the arrow knife. The arrow knife, yes. I'll do. I will, I will say. I know that you know people have told me like that. I I will snore from time to time, mm -hmm. and it has gotten a lot better since I actually had all my sinus surgeries. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, weird. When you can breathe properly, you don't <laughs> snore as much. It's 
weird. And uh, let's see what else we have. We have um, the pajama jeans. Pajama jeans are fantastic. I yes, mean, they are. Want pajama jeans. Uh, we have the perfect Polly, which is the uh, talking fake parrot. You know, I, I just want to circle back to pajama jeans for a second because you know how they have like casual Fridays at offices. <laughs> oh God, I know where you're going. You know what? I, yeah, our society's <laughs> becoming less and less formal. Sooner or later, it'll be fine on Casual Friday to come in in pajama jeans and a Hawaiian shirt if you'd like. <laughs> I can just see that now. You're going to cover a game. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm going to wear my polo and my nice pajama jeans to this game. Yes, these are my <laughs> freshly pressed pajama jeans. I like to I, I like to go old school and actually iron a crease down the middle of my pajama jeans. <laughs> oh, good God! <laughs> that uh, made you squeal. <laughs> <laughs> Iron pajama jeans. There's our show title. <laughs> Actually, there's uh there's quite a few good uh, show titles on on this one. There's the uh, the eyebrow merkins and uh, <laughs> Iron the pajama jeans. Merkins is very strong. Uh, yeah, there's there's some good candidates for this one. Um, there's the insta bulb, which I'm sure you've probably seen. Why does that not ring a bell? It, it shows uh, Anthony Sullivan, and he's standing there holding up a bulb that just automatically lights up, and it's cool to the touch, and you don't have to have a you know any wiring or outlet or anything like that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not sorcery that does it, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Battery. <laughs> it's a portable light bulb powered by Christianity. <laughs> when, <Okay. sorry>. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's the uh, the wax vac. There's uh, the bacon wave which allows you to cook bacon in a microwave, which is a great invention, by the way, although I would never pay fourteen ninety five for it like they're charging. Now, wait a second. <laughs> you, know, you know that they actually sell bacon um, that, that is designed to cook in a microwave. <laughs> yeah, but still, you have to have the rack to put it on. You can't just put it on a plate, because if you do, then you're a neck. So, Okay. All right, well... <laughs> And I've had a redneck moment in my life. There's the uh, the Reacher, which is that little thing that, you know, it has the uh, the trigger on it and the two little tongs at the end where you can reach up and pull stuff down from shelves. Okay. Yeah, that's that, that one rings a bell. That's, um, I don't have as many good jokes about that one, though. There's the Hydro Rug, which is the carpet for your shower and bath. Although, if you really want carpet in your bathroom, just go buy a house made in 1985 and you'll get it anyway. Yeah, perfect. Oh, there you go. That's You know, it's very plush when you get out of the shower. And then, of course, uh, there's the miracle socks, which allegedly help with circulation and foot pain and all that stuff. Um, I tried them not by you know anything that was on purpose, but I party. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> close. I was going to cover a game, and I realized I'd forgotten my socks, so I went in to grab something, and that was the closest thing. So I tried them. Uh, they there's nothing miraculous really about them. They're just socks that shred really easily. So congratulations for oh, that. Well, that's good. Poorly made socks. That's a miracle. <laughs> Sounds like a typical Christmas gift. Yes. That's, you know, <laughs> here's something I, I was going to put in your stocking. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And um, finally, there is Gray Away. Don't, is that the hairspray? No, I know that's not the hairspray. <laughs> um, actually. <laughs> it's not the paint. Uh. Yeah, it kind of is. Oh, no! <laughs> it is root concealer, according to what it says here. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I was more thinking the one where it's you spray it on your bald spot. Oh, oh, that stuff is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hair in a can. Yeah, the, the Wade Boggs stuff, kind of. That was fantastic, you know. 
when I'm not working out with my weighted batting gloves, I spray my hair with this hair in a can. And I'm not eating chicken and crushing cases of beer on cross country flights. So uh, let, let's get back to the uh, the body image thing because I, I want to bust through this real quick. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this little issue we'll knock out here in a few minutes, ladies. Excuse us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys, we, we can't spend, you know, 45 minutes talking about body image because we don't know what we're talking about. We only like to, you know, kidding. we, we <laughs> like to limit our dumb assery to small periods of exposure. Yes. Uh, have you noticed how we've dealt with this tough issue by not talking about it? <laughs> That's how we deal with every tough issue. You should know this by now. Um, uh-huh. It seems Lululemon didn't have its fill of bad press earlier this year. First was its see-through pants scandal. Then came subsequent requests for women to bend over in said pants before an in-store return was permitted. Finally, there was an admission by the company that plus-size apparel was not part of its formula. Now, Chip Wilson, the company founder, has landed himself in boiling water by wading into full-on fat-shaming territory. Oh, yeah, I'm well aware of this story, so go ahead and let everyone else know the particulars, and then we'll talk about it, it's great. <laughs> he freely admits that he's, he's well aware of this. Next, <laughs> on the next program, we'll, uh, we'll talk about Ed's favorite rom-coms over the last 10 years. Uh <laughs> Asked Tuesday on Bloomberg's TV's Street Smart show about recent complaints that Lululemon's yoga pants are prone to pilling, Wilson said, quote, frankly, some women's bodies just actually don't work for it, unquote. You're just not helping. You're, you're not helping. <laughs> Have you thought about commenting on the Jonathan Martin Richie incognito situation? <laughs> that would be perfect for what you're seemingly doing with your PR statements. Let's go to the Lululemon owner for his thoughts on Rosa Parks. Yes. Um, I mean, it, this is we're off to a bad start. In case anyone thought they heard it wrong, he elaborated, quote, they don't work for some women's bodies. It's really about the rubbing through the thighs, how much pressure there is over a period of time, how much they use it, unquote. Yeah. That's when his wife jumped in, looking slightly horrified, saying, quote, what's the use and what's it being up against? Are you sitting on a cement ground, unquote? That's a nice recovery, but I don't think so. I don't know um, if you've noticed, but most women who wear yoga pants usually have a mat that they're carrying under one of their arms as well. Yeah. So they can do their yoga on it. Right. It's kind of part of the standard issue uniform of someone going to a yoga class. See, Uh, now granted, I know that a lot of people are not wearing yoga pants all the time to do yoga, but. No, they wear them to Target. Everybody knows that. Right. See, if I were into yoga, which I'm clearly not because, you know, a guy who's. 6'5", and all that really isn't a yoga person, but I can just imagine if I were into yoga, I would go into a gym and those pads that used to run into behind the basketball goal if you got fouled or whatever, I'd just rip one of those things off the wall and carry it around with me. That would be perfect for you when you try to do your three-point headstand thing <laughs> by forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, you know, Lululemon's biggest size, they're extra large. Their extra large is a size 12. Now, I am not a woman, so I am not all that familiar with women's sizing, but I can tell you that I'm looking at an article right now uh, where it mentions that 72% of United States women wear a size 12 and above. So this would seem like poor business practice to me, um, you know, and I know that in this article, the statements of Abercrombie and Fitch talking about, look, we don't want fat people wearing our clothes, basically. Uh, was mentioned earlier this year, and they're saying, look, we're trying to be a brand for the pretty person, and you know, therefore we're not going to make big sizes unless it's for a guy because guys could be bigger and athletically bigger. 
So that gem of a comment, uh, you know, I mean, they, they seem like their corporate philosophies are pretty similar. See, I, I much prefer Liz Lemon yoga pants where when you put them on, you're tremendously overexposed and you're not funny. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just decided to just veer to take a shot to Tina Fey. I thought everyone loved her. I thought it was like a rule everyone had to like her. Uh, no, not so much. Okay. All right. She well, can we've... disappear anytime now. You've covered that. All right. <laughs> she may host a few more award shows, though. You're going to have to get ready for that, maybe. Um, yeah, well, so... she and Amy Poehler make sure that each other has work for the next 10 years. Hey, you know, you got to stick with your friends. I, I'm not even kidding. I think that's, that's true. You know, it's a tough job out there. Freelancing is not an easy thing. I will speak to it firsthand. Um, but still, 72% of women wearing size 12 and above, mm-hmm. and Lululemon topping out at size 12. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I realize that uh, a lot of women were very upset by these comments, and they have every right to be. Uh, yes, um, yes. Because it's completely ridiculous. At the same time, I can see it going the other way, where slimmer women might want to wear Lululemon out of some sort of excessive pride almost. Like, look, I can wear Lululemon. And that's really catty. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm saying that I have learned that that is probably something that is happening. Wait, dude, women are never catty. I, for those of you who are female and listening to this program, we, we strongly condemn the comments of this one particular host. And the comments of this one particular host do not represent the comments of the of the program unless they absolutely do. Yeah, I know. I might be in a whole lot of trouble. Um, you know what's so weird is what I've heard women say that, you know what, I think women suck. <laughs> I've heard I've heard this from a few 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 different women and it's just a funny a funny thing to hear just because it's such a pain because guys are just easier to deal with because you guys are more straightforward and honest about what you want and you know don't play all these games I'm like you say that <laughs> things you, you will say that, <laughs> yeah. but that's where I stopped talking or thinking about it anymore because then it would get into the danger zone. Things you'll never hear a man say, number 46. Insert music bed here. Man, guys are a bunch of dicks. <laughs> that was things you'll never hear a guy say, number 46. Yeah, men are from Mars. Are from- <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was worth every half-hearted piece of energy I put into that uh, <laughs> because it was that bad. So... <laughs> it really is just kind of amazing, though, the, the way that they've decided to do their business. And I know that some of the, the other – because we talked about this before when this all came out earlier right. in the year. Right. And a lot of the reason given by Lululemon as to why they don't make bigger sizes, they're saying that the increase in fabric costs would be too much. Now, I am not familiar with exactly how much it takes to make a pair of Lululemon yoga pants. However, I'm aware that they're very expensive. And if you threw another $5 on at a certain size, first of all, if you did it without a whole lot of fanfare, I, I doubt too many people would notice or care because you're that popular, it seems like. All right? So wouldn't that make up for whatever the manufacturing cost difference is in terms of fabric between a 12 and a 14 or a 16 or an 18 or 20? Maybe. What's the going rate on the tiers of plus-size women? Because that's however much it costs to make it. No, I, I'm just, you know, it's, I, it seems like a really weird concept to me, cutting off, specifically going out of your way to cut off a lot of your potential buyers. Well, I mean, it's, it's the same thing, and I realize this is a completely uh, disconnected comparison, but so be it. It's kind of like where you see 
singers who come out and come out and make political statements, why the hell would you immediately want to turn off 50% of your record buying base? It just, I, I don't understand it. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the, the people who come out and make really strong political statements, uh, at least the ones that I hear about, are, are more well-known musicians. And I feel like in some ways they feel they can just strengthen what they already have. So, they're not worried about turning people away because they're like, oh, well, I think my fan base is this way and I think that they're going to be behind it. So what you're saying is that people who make political statements have less dams to give than others. Uh, I, I think that that could have something to do with it. If you, you know, if you have to just go ahead and think we're going to have to stop at four houses right now, you probably don't <laughs> care about what people think of your political views anymore. Right, Ted Nugent? <laughs> yeah. Between him and, and, uh, you know, on the acting side, George Clooney and, and, uh, Matt Damon and everybody else. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying who I'm agreeing with at all. I'm just saying, no. look, come out and made. You know, I mean, Ted Nugent believes what he believes, and no one is going to tell him otherwise. And uh, George Clooney believes what he believes, and nobody's going to tell him otherwise. Right. It is what it is. But if I had that, if I had stacked up that kind of paper, Brian, um, you know, I think that I probably would be of a similar mindset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what What do you, I mean, okay, I, I am not trying to make waves uh, or suggest something uh, about your job that is not the case. You get along very well with your supervisor. I know we've talked about – you've told me that several times. Yes. But I was I just am picturing the person who wins the lottery and what it's like to tell their boss that they're quitting. Uh, you know, let's um, let's make this into something that we can, can uh, more freely joke about. Let's go back to one of our previous uh, writing assignments where you and I both worked for the same place. If we were getting paid a substantial amount by said individual, if uh, if we were to have that as a full time job and were to win the lottery, just imagine what we would say at that point. <laughs> I, I figure I would kind of like want to make it into a song somehow. <laughs> I feel like that would be more fun. Put it on a video board at a game somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know, just really make sure that everyone's aware of my feelings. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, for our special halftime entertainment, here's Ed Barnes. <laughs> yes, that, that would be that would be a special thing. I think to be able to have that kind of satisfaction over a you know a job you didn't like or a boss you didn't be able to walk in and just and just do it in the most ridiculous way you could possibly think of, involving you know whatever middle fingers you'd like. You know, just don't drop your pants or anything to moon somebody because that's going to get you in jail. But you know, you have the money to bail yourself out too. So whatever, I mean. I can just, I can just see it now. There's a reason they call it FU money. I was going to say, I can just see that now. <laughs> you get a knock on your office door. <laughs> the, the door opens and it's like, uh, yeah, Ed, as I was stepping out of my house this morning, I saw this plane flying over the house. All that I could see was that it said CK and then yourself. Uh, were you behind that at all? <laughs> yes. I don't know no. what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just busy here. Swimming in my pool of champagne or whatever the heck ridiculous <laughs> thing I decided to do with all this money I just made. Uh, the, uh, the the comments about the, the pants, too, we should probably cover because we didn't get to those. Uh, many Facebook users said that the owner slash founder is clueless and a sexist. They also said, won't be buying your products after your recent public comments. My wish is that this brand goes down the drain. After seeing this interview, we're officially parting ways and we'll never buy your product again. Shame on you for the roundabout way of calling women fat. 
others called uh, Wilson a jerk and a terrible person, and his comments were stupid, egregious, insulting, and disgraceful. You know, I got to tell you that that is really going to be a quick way to – I mean this is not just in a corporate PR standpoint. Trying to tell – any woman that she is fat is it just not i mean you're asking for trouble that's like that, you know what that's like that's like the guy who's standing there with the the stick poking the bees behind <laughs> it's like messing with sasquatch about. is what it is yeah exactly <laughs> what are you thinking have you not seen any sitcoms ever <laughs> it's your problem have you not ever seen everybody loves raymond because it's always on tonight on a very special mike and molly yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying any sitcom ever eventually will fall back into a do my pants make my ass look fat joke. <laughs> You've learned how to answer this. No, of course they don't. Why would they? Do these Lululemon pants make my ass look big? No, 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 no. You said no 31 times. What do you really mean? Okay, I'm just going to go outside and jump off the... (laughs) I want ice cream. That's what I mean. 31 flavors. We're trying to get off this subject, lady. (laughs) Yeah, you keep asking questions. I'm going to go outside and jump off the deck. Yeah. (laughs) Love you always. Tuck tuck and roll down the hill. Get away. Get away. Go, 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 go. (laughs) See, that's the thing. Whenever guys make a comment, and and we're kind of getting back into the subject, so hooray for us. When, When guys make a comment, they never, ever, ever think of the exit strategy. Because there's always some way that somebody can take what you're saying incorrectly. Uh, most right. times you bring it on yourself. But if you're going to say anything, period, you have got to have an exit strategy. If you don't have a ripcord, you are going to be verbally murdered if you say the wrong thing. And in some, in some cases, it's kind of like taking the SAT. Both responses are wrong. <laughs> so it's like if if somebody asks you – you know, let's just say you're some random Joe listener out there, and I know there are some out there. Uh, our friends Bryant and Michelle listen to the program. If you know, just I know that Michelle would never do this, but if she came to Bryant and said, you know, do I do I look big in these pants? There's this paralyzing fear that goes through you for like 15 seconds. You're like, um, you're kind of picturing in your brain what's going to happen. It's like if you answer yes, um, she's going to pull a plate glass window out of the closet and break it over your head. Uh, if you say no, you're tumbling down the steps, uh, ass over tea kettle, landing in the foyer, uh, you know, and groaning in pain. So you're you're kind of anticipating what's going to happen before you even answer the question. And you're like, you know, you're kind of sitting there and a little thought bubble appears over your head. And it's, it's like, uh, didn't we have a dinner reservation later this week? <laughs> Just whatever you can do to change the subject because you know you're going to die no matter how you answer. You're you're basically hoping to verbally be able to like jingle the keys in front of your dog's face. <laughs> Please look over here at something shiny. You want to go um, for a walk? <laughs> yes, yeah. you want to go for a walk. Yes, you and do. No, I am not trying to say that women are like dogs. No, 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 I no. See no. What's going to happen here? Yes, I see what's going to happen. No, that the other thing is you said you take these fifteen seconds filled with fear. I'm like, if you take fifteen seconds to answer that question, it doesn't matter what your answer is. Exactly, from. exactly. Fair enough. <laughs> You're just like that'd be a quicker response. <laughs> that's the three step drop. Get the ball out. <laughs> yeah, you you have to do the Russell Wilson uh, response there. Otherwise, no, she's going to sack you. Step drop and turtle shell. That is not a good way to handle that question. 
<laughs> it's like she asks you the question. You're just like, uh, baby, I'll see myself out. And then all of a sudden you just throw yourself down the steps because you know what's yeah. coming anyway. <laughs> you want to save her okay. the satisfaction. <laughs> I don't need to go to the hospital this time. <laughs> I tucked and rolled this time and I didn't break my arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, I fell into the bushes again. At the uh, at the risk of sounding completely serious for about one minute here, uh, dare I do so? Let me just say this: uh, to me, as a male, again, I'm not uh, you know any kind of expert on female body image, and and I'm not going to claim to be. Females' outward appearances, for the most part, stop being important to me around what age sixteen, something like that. I, I realize that there's the first initial. Uh, you know, attraction to somebody or whatever. And, and, you know, all guys are going to have that, whether they admit it or not. But if you can't talk to somebody and if you can't joke with them, if you can't share some kind of commonality with them, it doesn't matter what the hell they look like because there's nothing there. And, you know, I I realize this sounds kind of cliche and it sounds as though I'm kissing up, but it's the truth. And I think that if, if most women realize this, if most women actually took the time to, emphasize their own internal merits and what they have to offer as women, as, uh, you know, mothers, if that's the case, or as leaders or whatever, they'd find they don't have to go to all these histrionics to, uh, to get people's attention because what they already have is more than enough. Well, I just think of if we really get back to the, the issue at hand and what, you know, the Olympic athletes were talking about in England, talking about how, the, how, even on a recreational level, that younger women are not using athletics to just as, as a recreation, I should say. So, you know, you think about that, and I mean, I just wouldn't understand why it would be something that you would want to shy away from. I always have enjoyed athletics my entire life in some form or another, or at least trying to be athletic, even if it's just, you know, going to the gym or whatever it is, just moving around is something that I've, <laughs> I, I, it's important. And, if it's something that you really enjoy as a person, I really, I just, it would seem such an odd thing to ignore completely just because it's not cool. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's a, uh, for right or wrong, I think there's, there's kind of a perception out there that guys are just these knuckle dragging idiots who don't know how to see past whatever is standing in front of them. And I've I've seen that from TV shows because of the way women, uh, you know, present their appearances. For instance, we were talking about if Paris Hilton is the image that people are trying to emulate, then that's a big problem. Uh, I think that that's become the common accepted notion is that guys are Neanderthals who see no redeeming qualities in women whatsoever other than what they see. And that's that's part of what's fueling this. That's a complete misconception. And I, I really wish that that weren't what we go by in this country. But unfortunately, TV's fueled it. Stupid women, and again, not saying all women are stupid by any means, but stupid women have fueled it. Uh, you know, we're, we're in more of a, uh, a superficial society. And, uh, you know, the perception is out there. Perception's reality. Now, a, a few things here. Um, we're talking about first, if you don't have any actual connection to a person... It's going to be tough to keep that relationship going. Is that why the younger women try to marry the old guys when they're when they're really like toward the end? Is that is that the thinking there? Uh, possibly. The, oh, possibly. all right. Now I understand. Um, so they have the millions thing, of connections. The other thing that was really odd was that you know my girlfriend put on a few minutes of Total Divas the other night. Oh um, God. 
which yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I um, I just work here. So uh, one of the things though that I did see was uh, this Eva Marie girl who you know I don't watch the wrestling anymore. I used to watch it all the time, but I did not watch it anymore. So I uh, I see her, and you know you get the sense from watching a couple minutes of the show she's like the up and comer or something like that. And it was at SummerSlam where they were doing meet and greet with uh, with fans, mm-hmm. and this girl came up, teenage girl with like a, a sign some t-shirt of hers or something like that had dyed her hair to the same color and done it in the same style and came up saying, you're my idol. And I was so scared. <laughs> like I, you know, American horror story or nightmare on Elm street. No, no, that's not, you could show me clips of things like that from reality shows that I would be far more scared and disturbed. Well, that's a fair point too, because we talk all the time about how, uh, you know, male children are looking too much to athletes as role models and not looking at their fathers or whatever else. I mean, what about a case like that where, you know, a, a girl doesn't have a solid role model at home or, you know, in her school or in her church or anywhere else, and all of a sudden a wrestler is her role model? Now, I'm not saying that that makes, you know, Eve a bad person or whatever, but what does that say when the only thing you have to look up to is somebody who performs a fake job? Interesting way to put it, you know, I mean, I, we both have enjoyed watching wrestling at points in our lives. Sure. You know? Yeah. And, and I don't think we're trying to say anything about the type of people wrestlers are or anything of that sort at all. It's just a, that's an interesting choice for someone (laughs) that you would say is your role model. And I, I think that if, you know, if you, if pressed, a lot of these people from the WWE would probably agree. Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Why are you idolizing us? Exactly. Right. Uh, so, uh, thank you so much for buying our T-shirts. Please buy some more. My mansion <laughs> needs another bedroom. But no, um, and that's only for a few of them. That's that's not a lot of the wrestlers either. <laughs> there are plenty hustling around for pretty much nothing. But uh, that's we're getting away from the actual point of it. But the, the person that you're choosing as as an idol is someone who's just sort of a fringe member of the wwe at the moment or stuff like that just like shoot higher i mean you're gonna need a better role model than that you just need you're gonna need to pick someone that's more successful really the way you worked on that dark match the other night right before the pay-per-view i just something yeah. about it yeah someone posted one of the non-tv matches and i watched it it was so great um so i mean that was that just kind of you know shoot higher with your role models i gotta say don't I would think just just because Paris Hilton's family is very rich doesn't mean Paris Hilton, being Paris Hilton will make you rich. I, I feel like that connection is not made. I, I hate to keep going back to South Park. It seems as though we do it all the time. But I'm I'm thinking back to the uh, the stupid spoiled whore video playset. Oh yeah, no, I was thinking of that earlier for sure. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm just going to say this: I know women of all uh, ages races, backgrounds, body types, origins, whatever else, and every single one of them has something to offer. And I can guarantee you if just about any of them, if you ask me about it, their looks would probably be somewhere about, you know, 10th or lower. And, uh, you know, part of it is is us as guys because we're too stupid and too short-sighted to see anything else. Part of it is is women because they've been told by TV and by their friends and by everything else that the only way you get by other women, is, yeah, exactly, is to uh, other women. Know, look a certain way. And you know, it's it's really sad. But I I would challenge anybody out there, 
you know, don't aim for the curb. You're you're better than that. You know, I, I just I just was saying and other women because haven't you heard stories? I mean, I, I it was on one of the little sub headlines or something of one of the what I was looking at the Lululemon stories earlier where it was saying that women a woman was told to get out of a certain store because one of the salespeople said that she was too big to be in there. Uh, wow. I... And I wish I could find it because then I could embarrass the store because um, they deserve it. Yes, absolutely. But, I mean, it really just – the whole body image issue for a lot of people and for all the internet commenters and for that person working at whatever terrible store that is, who, who are you to judge? You know? Who, what, who made you the person that gets to decide that? We all know everything. That's another thing the internet has told us. Right. Well, one of the things and one of the expressions that I always thought was pretty hilarious um, that when I worked with, with Matt Vasgersian and Mark Grant that would get thrown around is, you know, you know, say something about like, oh, that's, a, you know, she, I don't know. You know, I think she's really pretty and someone else would be like, oh, you know, I don't doesn't really do it for me. And the response, oh, like you're some sort of oil painting. <laughs> and I always thought that that was such a great line to just remind us, like, you know, who are we <laughs> to say anything about anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll freely admit I'm no looker, but, you know, again, I think that a lot of it, too, comes from how you were raised. Some people can get past, uh, you know, being brought up in a stupid household. Some people were brought up to look at the right things, and, you know, some people just never really learned what mattered in life, and, and I feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for the people that they shun because, you know, they're going to find people who appreciate them for who they are. I feel bad for the people who can't get past that stupid stuff. It's uh, you just you you think about the the relationships that are based on something like that. And you just wonder, you know, what are you really building that on? Something that's going to fade. We should probably you know? talk. Yeah, and good point. Uh, we we should probably talk. By the way, about Kareem's rules for being a man. Uh, we're not going to go into all these because we've got stupid people to make fun of, and we don't have enough time on the program. But I'll just tell you who the or what the rules are, and we can maybe comment on them just briefly if we want to. Um, one, learn who you, who you are as an individual. I think we just kind of talked about that a minute ago as far as learning uh, okay. you know, what matters to you, uh, what you expect out of society. I think that's that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely. Uh, stand up for yourself and your beliefs. We're seeing a lot of sure. that with the Incognito and Martin situation. Uh, also along that line, avoid a physical fight if you can. I agree with that. He, uh, he references Gandhi... Dr. King, Cesar Chavez, Buddha, and Jesus in that one particular point. Well, um, you know, that's quite a collection of people to put in the same paragraph to make a point. I mean, how are you supposed to argue with those? Well, all these people believe that you, this is the way you should be. Mm, I'm going to argue that. <laughs> mm, no. And people didn't know their ass from third base. <laughs> so uh, that's always an idea that's made sense to me. The, the fact that once you, it becomes a physical altercation, then the actual logic behind it pretty much is thrown completely out the window because it's about something completely different now. He does say the only time you should fight is if there's no other recourse. You can't run. You can't talk your way out of it. If that's the case, hit first, either in the nose. Sometimes the blood will discourage further fighting or the crotch because the pain will make it hard for him to chase you one punch and then run. Okay, I don't know about that one. That's, uh, uh, no, no. I don't. I don't know about all that. I don't know. You kind of Kareem. You kind of lost me on that one. <laughs> yeah, um, not so much. So 
I, I, you know, it, what, what about the concept of, well, I don't know. I mean, the whole concept of an honorable fight is a, is a kind of a weird one and a contradiction in and of itself. But I, I think you see what I'm getting at. So uh, if, you're gonna, yeah. if you're going to throw, then you have to be willing to stand there and take it too. Uh, let's see. Play a team sport, which we talked about uh, on Sports Matters last week with Jeff Perlman. Uh, he says to play a team sport. And uh, I think go ahead. We both argued for it. I mean, we both have experienced the benefits. Yeah, he says playing on a team teaches you how to interact with others, adjust to various personalities, work together as a team, be generous in many other character building traits. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what we argued. That's that's fair. Sure. Uh, choose your friends for the right reasons, which again goes back to what we were just talking about as far as body image and such. You shouldn't choose people that you associate with based on you know how they look or how much money they make or anything like that because. This this goes back to a saying I heard years ago, and it came from a family member. Um, you know, you have to when when you're picking uh, people to spend time with in your life, you know, to call friends or whatever, pick people that you're willing to die on a hill with. And Ooh. it sounds morbid. It's it sounds really uh, you know kind of uh, strange, but you know there that usually indicates that a there's some kind of connection between you and that person, and that b it's not as superficial as a lot of the friendships so-called that we have come in and out of our lives. Right. Now, you know, I remember, and this might seem like I'm getting completely off track with, with the sports example in this program. No, no, (laughs) but I remember one time saying something to my dad about seeing old baseball footage and asking like, well, how come they never would congratulate their teammates? You know, like people hit a home run now and they come back and everyone's high fiving each other. And he said to me, he's all, yeah, it didn't happen as much, but when it did, it was a whole lot more genuine. And it was something that I always remembered. He probably has no idea when or why he would have said something like that. <laughs> but it's really, I, I kind of agree with it. Like, you know, now it's, oh, he didn't come over and high five me. So, you know, he's not supporting me as a teammate or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, wait a second. Well, why are, why are we doing this? You know, <laughs> this is, I'm congratulating you because you did a good job you know, or something like that. Um, and I thought, I don't know. I thought it was a point that, that's kind of the example has kind of stuck with me about a lot of things. Like even this past veterans day, uh, obviously it's, it's a great thing to be celebrating. I mean, and and that is not at all what I am trying to say, but at the same time, when you see the NFL putting the camo bills on the hats and all of those things happening to that same level, and we made the same point with breast cancer, you think, all right, is this really sincere? And and is this for the right reasons anymore? Or is this starting to be false hustle? Uh, Yeah. And I, I think we've made our answer pretty clear with that. It's, it's, uh, Especially with that, and again, so, I, I don't, I don't want to venture off too far, but I'll just simply say this: it seems as though that that money that they spend on that gear is better left to donate to Operation Homefront or Fisher Houses or any other, uh, you know, charity that will actually right. use that money than to sell gear. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So if you're going to support the charity, then support the charity. Absolutely. Uh, so the the reason I bring that all up, though, is, okay, so now you see two girls meet, and usually it's this big, like, oh, hi, and big hugs and kisses <laughs> on the cheek, and, you know, it's so great to see you. Oh, I'm going to comment on what you're wearing, and, you know, and if it's the real housewives, it's you're going to have to say something about my outfit or else we're going to be cutting to a testimonial shot of <laughs> me talking about what a, what a bad person this other lady is. No, that's what's – I've – that there's there's a formula i've learned it um so what i'm saying though and i think you see my point is we have all this you know supposed love out there between people 
and and I you know so much of it is just completely false hustle these days and and you know the the superficial on top of the relationships not just in what people are looking for in their friends but also in the way that they're treating their friends and I think that that's you know I mean trying to wade through all that I mean that's as big a, a part of it as anything trying to find your true friends very true some uh, some additional tips from Kareem fight your fear of the unknown. Good point. I am very bad at it. I like to stay in my comfort zone. Yep. And I find that when I manage to push myself outside of it, I'm always glad that I did. Yet taking that step outside of it is always very difficult. Well, I mean, everybody's comfortable. It's kind of like, you know, when you when you first wake up in the morning and it's really cold in your bedroom or whatever, and you're under the warm blankets and you don't want to, you know, get outside of the blankets and start your day. But once you do, you usually find you're a lot happier. Right. Yes. I, I still think about how my girlfriend decided, look, I wanted to sit front row in this comedy show. And... It was a show where it was called it was it was comedian Todd Berry and it was a tour called the Crowd Work Tour. So mm-hmm. all he did was talk to the crowd. So by sitting in the front row, you're basically saying, "Look, I want to be insulted at some point over the next two hours." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and I tried to explain this to her, and she said, "Well, that'll be more fun. Let's sit in the front row." And I was wondering what was going to happen. And of course, you know, Todd Berry talked to her and talked to me and messed with both of us, and it was fun. And you know, whatever fear I had over it was completely unfounded and ridiculous and you know but just forcing yourself to do something that you're not sure of is incredibly difficult and if i i mean it's something that i constantly remind myself to to make more of a point of let's see listen to advice is another tip Uh, listen to the right advice that's the problem a lot of people throw advice at you that's not that good yeah and you have to be a good judge of character and determine what's good and what's not Right, so so that's why it's lower on the list than pick your right pick the, the right friends. <laughs> uh, let's see, be politically aware. Now that I, I don't really think being politically aware is as important as it used to be. To be quite honest, I, I think that you know you you obviously need to educate yourself on some of the the major issues out there these days. But it seems as though political awareness these days has become if you don't agree with me. You are, you know, a a uh, a subhuman individual who needs to be exterminated in a lot of cases, and that's that's really what politics has devolved into, and that's why I hate it so much. Oh well, I mean, I would say that that's what political debate has devolved into. That doesn't change the fact that there are still people that are making laws that affect our lives and sure. affect our paychecks and affect, you know, all these different things that are happening. I mean, you know, there's. There are people in Sacramento that have a lot to do with the amount of sales tax that that is paid all across the state of California, and you know, and income taxes and all those types of things. Now, those politics are quite real, um, whether we want to believe them or not. So, getting involved in, in in public discourse about politics, I think, is incredibly foolish. But being being aware of what's going on around you is good, and I freely admit that I am not nearly aware as I should be. Let's see, next tip is uh, to mind your manners world would be a better place if we all did true uh be patient in love that would be i mean i patience is a very difficult thing but yes if we all had more (laughs) of it again the world would be a better place uh stay fit that we talked about that i think Mm -hmm. uh never never do something on a dare uh go back and tell college brian that (laughs) That never do something on a dare yeah I, actually, I, I can't really say that because what I did, you know, on a on a dare was never really injurious or habit forming or harmful or anything like that. It just involved, you know, stuff with with uh, you know playing things on the radio that probably should have been played. But uh, there are, there are people who do other things on on dares that are a lot worse. 
I mean, you know, what if the dare's as simple as like, I dare you to talk to that girl? So what? I mean, just don't do stupid dares. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that works. It's like somebody comes up to you. It's like, yeah, uh, I dare you to listen to Ray Charles' Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music 1 and 2. That's a good dare. I'll take that all day long. Yeah, I don't know if people are going to dare you that. Well, but yeah, I think sure. that, that someone has absolutely said, I'll dare you to go talk to that girl. And you know what? You're, you're probably better off if you do. Uh, that goes back to stepping outside your comfort zone. Yep. Uh, get organized. I am terrible at this. Yep, me too. Uh, find heroes to copy, which we kind of discussed a while ago. I wouldn't say copy. I would say emulate. Because mm-hmm. there's there's a little bit different uh, connotation behind that. I, I think copy means that you were trying to do everything exactly as that person does. If you're, if you're talking about emulating, you are taking the good things that that person does and building on them, and you're taking the places where they may fall short and learning from those things. I, I think that you know if you're looking at trying to emulate someone you'll grow a lot more out of that than if you try to copy them. You know, I mean, I I think that that's a good point. I think that I'm actually falling really short. And one of the the heroes that I'm trying to emulate, and that's uh, Jimmy, the mouth of the South heart. Um, (laughs) And if I could do a better job uh, emulating him, growing my hair out, getting the stash going for November, that would be, you know, that would probably be good. (laughs) I never ever would have expected a Jimmy Mouth of the South heart drop there. I'm glad I could make that happen for you. That's uh, that's why this program works so well. Uh, the, the next tip, be independent, which seems as Absolutely. though it copies some of the other tips that we've already heard from him. These are broad ideas. I feel like there's going to be some overlap. Uh, yeah. Uh, question authority. <laughs> Just be doing it in a way that doesn't get you hit with a billy club. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Yeah, uh, don't question Daryl Gates. Let's just say that. Um, get smart. Yes, what about the show? <laughs> Missed it by that much. Uh, oh. Express yourself, which, uh, again, a great NWA record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pay attention to the short run. That's well. That's basically living the now. Yeah, and then the final tip is, but keep your eye on the long run. Mm. Okay. Well, we've covered a lot of musical artists in these cliche advices here. <laughs> so we finished with the Eagles in the long run, and then express yourself with the NWA record. Yeah. So, so that's good. I'm glad we were able to take that that trip through, you know, Casey Kasem's past. Um, <laughs> So with Kareem, uh, I mean, you know, all this is is useful advice. I mean, I'd be more curious to see what he has to say. And, uh, you know, we obviously we don't have time to read the entire thing. I'm sure you can find it if you would so care. Right. Um, But what he would have to say about his reasons for giving those pieces of advice are going to be the more valuable parts of it. Of course, you know, we probably don't have time to read him because, you know, this got got like, you know, a few reality shows DVR or something. See. If I'm giving my life's advice, I could give my life's advice in one quote. I kid you not. Okay. And it's it's from Marcus Garvey, the uh, the activist and you know a uh, a legendary historic figure, and he said simply, "If you have no confidence in self, you are twice defeated in the race of life. With confidence, you have won even before you have started." Is that one sentence, or does he use some fun punctuation to make it one sentence? <laughs> no, it's it's two sentences, but okay. No, that's that's a very good one, and it's interesting. Marcus, you know, 
being out of school for a while, there are some names that don't exactly <laughs> pop up too often. Marcus yeah. Garvey being one of them. Yeah. And yet, on, uh, when we watched a, a an episode of uh, Boardwalk Empire last night, uh, he actually came up in the storyline. <laughs> so it's funny that you hear that name today. I was like, what? Um, but a great sentiment, and it's, it's true. I mean, the whole – it's completely cliche, and everyone's heard it a thousand times about how if you don't believe in yourself, then no one will believe in you. And it's true, though. Right. It's completely true. And we've all seen enough real-world examples of it to know that it matters. But the thing that's always so weird to see is the people around you that have the completely irrational confidence. <laughs> Dom Mazzetti. But sure, if you want to visualize it as that type of you know Jersey meathead guy, that's fine. But we all have seen plenty of people where you know you look at them and you think like, well, you know, whatever, and they seem to think of themselves as you know they, you see them and think of them as a five, say, and again, like I don't know why I'm using, but but they think of themselves as a ten always, and. Yeah. You know, again, I'm not trying to promote. Go out and judge everyone and put a number on them. Rank them. In fact, go out and get slam dunk contest signs and just wave them to women as they walk around downtown. That's what I want you to do tomorrow. Tell me how that works out on Twitter. Let's um as we as we wind down the program. For those of you, by the way, on the live side, uh, we will have a uh, kind of a shortened sports matters after this. Uh, not not the typical hour-and-a-half program that you've become accustomed to because, frankly, this has been too much fun to cut short. But uh, we need to make fun of stupid people. We've not done that appropriately. So we'll take, uh, what, 10 minutes or so and make fun of idiots because we need to do that to uh, to brighten the, the mood on the program even though it's got completely off the rails. Has someone done that as a comedy sketch? What? Have, like, five judges sit there on the corner of a downtown and as women walk by, they all hold up a number. Actually, Tosh has. If you go back, there's a, a bet he has. Yeah, yeah there's that's... there's a bit where there's kind of like a a huskier gymnast who goes to uh, do a a vault and misses, and he's uh, got the judges giving like twos and ones, and then he's got a guy from from Inglewood who holds up a ten. <laughs> that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Uh, let's see. Dateline Spartanburg, South Carolina. A 46-year-old man is facing charges after a woman reported that he exposed himself to her and her young child as she walked her dog, according to a Spartanburg police report. Now, you're probably wondering, Brian, why did you put this in here? We're supposed to make fun of Florida people and other morons. There's a reason for this, and you'll hear it in the next sentence. The 30-year-old woman told police that she was walking her dog near Glendalen and Mills Avenues when a car stopped and a man got out wearing only a tank top and Crocs. She said the man was, quote, twirling his penis in his hand, unquote. <laughs> you know, all I could think as soon as she said that was, before he left the house, this guy looked in the mirror and thought, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> the question I have is, did he match the Crocs to his tank top, or was he wearing, like, the purple ones or something? Jeez, I wonder what faded yellow Crocs look like. Where do they sell those? <laughs> <laughs> you probably get them free with a fill-up at the Texaco or something. Oh, perfect, yeah. These were originally <laughs> yellow and have been sitting in a store window for a while. So this way they're the same faded yellow as your way-too-often-used <laughs> tank top, sir. The uh, the woman provided enough of a description that it led police to arrest Billy Hauser Jr. of Calpin, South Carolina. Hauser has been charged with indecent exposure for, quote, maliciously exposing his private parts, unquote. I didn't know there was a classification of maliciously exposing. I didn't either. Wow. Okay. Well, now we do. 
Uh, on to Florida. Dateline Fort Pierce. James Collins said his neighbors were mean and wouldn't drink with him, so he called 911 twice. That's, well, yeah. you know, I mean, he's persistent. I'll give him that. According to the police report, uh, Fort Pierce police were called about 8.35 p.m. on November 3rd in connection with a domestic disturbance. Quote, the complainant, James Collins, stated that his neighbors were being mean and would not drink with him, unquote, states a report. An officer explained to James about misusing 911. Uh, Collins turned 56 the day this happened. Uh, about 30 minutes later, he's accused of calling 911 again in regard to his neighbors not drinking with him. You know, I I wish that he would have referenced, look, I'm not some moron that would call 911 from a drive-thru or any of the other like, <laughs> ridiculous 911 stories you mentioned. That would make it even funnier. Uh, Collins of the 1900 block of North US 1 in Fort Pierce smelled of booze and had a container of blue ice in his front pocket. I do not know what blue ice is, but now I need to know. Yes, I, I am frantically looking this up actually as we speak. So <laughs> we'll see what we get. You know, I was, I am just stunned to hear that he was drunk, though. Yeah, uh, I'll also send you the mug so you can see what this individual looks like. But <laughs> is it blue ice vodka? Maybe blue ice plant. I don't think it's blue ice cod liver oil. Uh, no, probably not. Although he was fifty six, so you know he may have been looking out for his health. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that it's a type of vodka. What <laughs> uh, I'm more surprised is that they mentioned it by name versus just saying had a fifth of vodka in his front pocket. You know, uh, that's brand loyalty, I guess. Yeah. Are you trying to get a case of blue ice vodka sent to the newspaper? Is it one of those deals? Like if you mention something on late night TV, maybe they give you one. You know. <laughs> I'm just I I am I'm shocked that this guy who would call 911 because his friends wouldn't drink with him wouldn't be pushing like some you know kettle one or some stoli or something like that instead he's drinking blue ice. Well, you know I, I mean he struck me as a pop off guy myself. Pop off <laughs> vodka, yeah, bottom shelf baby. Uh, Charcoal filtered. Mm. <laughs> Do they actually pour it through charcoal on a grill or something? No. <laughs> I have actually, and if you look on the internets, you will find this where they talk about there's a benefit to pouring a low-level vodka a few times through a Brita filter, which is a charcoal <laughs> filter. Had you not heard that before? No, I, but I'm stunned. I don't, I don't drink. Don't drink. No. no, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, as soon as I said that, I was like, "Why would you? You don't drink." Um, but, you know, when you're in college uh, and uh, it's a college that has made Playboy's <laughs> top ten party schools and made times to San Diego State, you learn a lot of things, Brian. You uh, know? Don't let school get in the way of your education. Uh, Dateline Vero Beach, Florida. We talked about this before we went live. I, I, don't, I don't think we really went into much detail. But a Vero Beach man who was angry with his wife left a phony bomb on a kitchen counter in Indian River County Sheriff's Office, spokesman said Friday. Uh, Randolph Smith, 51, was arrested on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, planning a hoax bomb and resisting arrest without violence. <laughs> Thursday night, deputies received a call from a woman who said her husband left a gray pipe with a wire hanging from one end on the kitchen counter. There were several handwritten notes on the counter, including one that read, quote, this is explosive, a bomb, unquote. Uh, In case explosive didn't <laughs> help you figure it out, was there like an ellipse between those? <laughs> This is explosive, dot, dot, dot. You know, a bomb. <laughs> Stupid. See, he should have made it like a guessing game. He should have put, like, just 
Gili on a piece of paper. Look, if you really want to go through the bomb hoax, <laughs> you need to save up the money to hire Dennis Hopper. That's what you're <laughs> Maybe he was trying to call in from a phone booth downstairs so we could get recessed for two hours. Is that what that is? You might have to lop off a thumb in order to do it effectively. <laughs> I don't remember if that was really like the reason he seemed so creepy in speed or not, but whatever. Uh, uh, let's see. Smith's wife's told not wife. The wives would be a whole other story. Uh, told yeah. deputies she's in the process of getting a divorce. That's a shocker. Uh, they they determined that the device didn't contain any explosives. However, Smith was tracked down at a nearby Burger King and arrested. No chance of reconciliation? <laughs> I guess not. Oh, well, I don't know. That's sad, though, when guys end up wanting to spend more time with the king than uh, with their own wives. So. <laughs> if this bitch won't leave me alone, I'm going to go get a four-piece chicken tender. She won't leave me alone. I'm going to go buy a burger that already has fries on it. <laughs> Smith told deputy or detectives rather that he left the hoax bomb on the counter because his wife quote pissed him off unquote. <laughs> Why did you do that? Well, she was pissing me off. <laughs> she oh. took my job. Yeah, um, yeah. That's. I don't think that one's going to fly again. No exit strategy here. Uh, speaking of no exit strategy, a Tampa man was arrested in the Keys Saturday for failing to pull over for deputies trying to stop him. When he was finally stopped, he told officials they would go to jail for treason, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Mm. Uh, Authorities said Tyler Seeger, 19, was speeding in a black Nissan sedan by the 87-mile marker in the Keys and passing other cars illegally, almost causing a crash with a pack of motorcycles. When a deputy pulled up next to him to stop him, Seeger looked at the deputy, lit a cigarette, and continued to drive, according to authorities. (laughs) Seeger later waved at another deputy that tried to stop him. Deputies said they were finally able to stop him by setting up spikes in his path, causing him to surrender. As he was being arrested, he asked if he could explain and told deputies, quote, you are all going to jail for treason, unquote, according to officials. Seeger was charged with fleeing and eluding, speeding, and improper passing. Is this like a another identity for Edward Snowden or something? That's like all I can think of when I hear treason anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're all going to jail for treason. If I can't get to a computer and put out this new leak. Um, <laughs> that's a interesting strategy. I mean, it's either that or he just watched Talladega Nights and he was trying to get his speed back. <laughs> that's yeah. all I got. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had a key of Colombian Bam Bam taped underneath the car. He had a cougar in the backseat. <laughs> So, well, now that we know, we've knocked out the reason why he did it, so just which in the article, which one was it that, that it says, right? Uh, no. <laughs> it why not. wouldn't you give a motive? Like, you don't have a motive. He doesn't say why he did it or why everyone's going to be guilty of treason. How do you not ask these questions? <sighs> See, if, if I were a cop and someone's like, you're going to all be charged with treason, I would just be like, wait a second, wait a second. Why? We're the cops. By the way, uh, to to explain just how uh, useless internet comment sections are on articles, the first two comments on this. Comment one, love these nutjob tea partiers. They think they can break the law and nearly kill people and get away with it. Florida is one place that doesn't need my vacay dollars. Comment two, how the hell did you get tea partier out of that article? Isn't it obvious he's a liberal? I hate you all. Yeah. 
No, I, yeah, that's that's really bad. Um, <laughs> I, that's that's just kind of amazing. In fact, I, I just was realizing though <laughs> that I would be the worst police officer. Okay. Just think about it though. Anytime you pull someone over for doing something stupid, <laughs> I would be the worst police officer ever. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on a minute. So you're the one responsible for knocking out that fire hydrant a couple blocks back? Why? Okay. No, hold on. Um, let me make sure the recorder's going for this one. <laughs> you know, or I would be. It would be. I would be so inappropriate with that kind of thing. Just, just pointing out to people how dumb they are. Um, and then I would probably, you know, after about three, you know, times being sued by people who felt like they were being harassed because I made fun of them. Uh, Speaking of pointing out how dumb people are, this is from a police report. Um, they were talking about, and I'm not going to read the entire thing, but they're talking about uh, an individual named Brent Anderson Kemp. And this was apparently a female police officer who arrested this individual. They, um, or actually, I, I take that back. It was a, a male police officer. It says okay. the, the male approached the officer in the parking lot and stated, quote, Hey, you want to come up to my room for $200 to have sex? We have to go inside quickly because I have a warrant, unquote. That sounds like this went well right off the bat. <laughs> sounds like it. Or maybe is it on the follow-up show, is it going to be like, gee, Chuck, the date started off well. <laughs> See, I'm imagining blind date where, like, Roger Lodge does some kind of wacky thing to set it up, and then the little thought bubble comes up that says, he has a warrant? Question mark. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> Professor Joe says some people go, <laughs> some people like to hook up with these people who have warrants because they love danger. <laughs> Professor oh. Joe was strong with his comments. Yes, always. yes, he was. Yeah. Um, he was. <laughs> it says, um, Depu Deputy Busamante then identified himself as a deputy and ordered the subject to sit on the ground until I arrived. I attempted to speak with the man who was too intoxicated to speak with me. I found he did have an active Marion County warrant. Uh, and, and then it goes on to, to talk about what he was saying he was going to do. Uh, Kemp was placed under arrest and transported to jail. <laughs> so not only did he not get to uh, get his nut off, he also went to the slam. You know, I just I just got to say that I always think a blind date as falling into one of two categories. Okay, shows that ended up in a hot tub or shows that didn't end up in a hot tub. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, let's do three quick final stories and then we'll end the program. And for those of you on the live side, we'll uh, we'll rush through sports matters for you. Uh, <laughs> An ex-employee is seeking $20 million from Ashley Madison, claiming she injured her wrist by typing hundreds of bogus profiles for a Brazilian version of the dating site for married cheaters. Okay. <laughs> um, right. So you want 20 mil because you have carpal tunnel. Doriana Silva of Toronto alleges in her lawsuit that the Canadian company hired her to create up to 1,000 fake female profiles to entice paying heterosexual male members to join and spend money on the website, the Canadian press reported. Uh, she stated she was given three weeks to complete the task, and the company did not respond to her complaints about pain. As a result, she is seriously disabled. Wow. All right. Well, you know, that's, that's a bummer. I've, of course, I'm not really thinking about that as much as I'm thinking of what was it like to try to bang out a thousand profiles? You must have run out of ideas, like, fairly quickly, right? I mean, so did you find the rest of your ideas from the internets under, like, 
stereotypes that guys like, or did you ask people, or I mean, did they give you market research about this? Uh, at Avid Life Media, which is Ashley Madison's parent company, said in a statement that it had photos purportedly showing Silva riding a jet ski and, quote, otherwise apparently enjoying life unimpeded by her time at Ashley Madison, unquote. Well, I mean, yeah, you can't rev the jet ski if you have a bad wrist. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, the company, <laughs> God, uh, said that, uh, the he- the head of HR and her manager arranged to have her evaluated given the timing of her injury and an independent insurance auditor failed to find her credible and as such refused her claim. Further, two separate and independent Canadian medical professionals met with and diagnosed Miss Silva with a strain and prescribed nothing more than rest, which Ashley Madison offered to accommodate. Not until Miss Silva traveled back to Brazil did her medical diagnosis change. Mm. Silva's lawyer alarmed, added that Silva is alarmed that Ashley Madison apparently accessed her Facebook account to get photos. He said they have nothing to, at all to do with her ability to keyboard or ongoing injuries. So keyboard uses a verb. Well played. Mm. Well, I'm I'm going to just start doing that with you know like when I have to cook dinner later, I'm going to stove. I'm going to do some stoving. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. I can't wait to use other inanimate objects as verbs soon too. <laughs> I'm going to do some TVing later. And, uh, you know, it'll be good. Um, I, I kind of – I feel bad that I didn't use this when I was in college. Dateline Helena, Montana, a Rocky Mountain College art student who flunked and dropped math classes required to earn a degree, is suing to force the school to allow her to substitute two non-math courses so she can graduate. That would be pretty awesome, I think. I mean – you know, some of us are numbers people and some of us are word people. Right, and, right. Uh, both of us would fall into the category of word people for sure. Yep. And the math classes were, look, what's the lowest level stuff that I need to do in order to <laughs> knock out my math requirement? Because, look, I don't like math. It's not my thing. I would like to get over to these other classes, which actually are going to help me a little bit more with the field that I would like to get into. See? So I'm going to try and knock out this math thing very fast, and that's what I did and ended up, you know, there's the, oh, okay, well, you could take this normal thing, or you could take a slightly easier easier path and take statistics. Okay, done. Take it statistics. That's great. Got an A in that one. We're moving on. Help the GPA. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Hannah Valdez disabilities prevent her from passing two basic math courses, including algebra, calculus, statistics, or trigonometry that are part of the Billings College's general education requirements to graduate with a Bachelor of Art degree, she said in her federal lawsuit. Okay, this is less badass if she actually has a disability that's somehow preventing her from completing math classes. Yeah, but... What what disability would that be? I'll get to that in just a second, but the the question I have, too, before we go on is, wouldn't she have to have math to graduate from high school, which would make this whole thing kind of immaterial? Yeah, well, it's if you're using disability as a reason, that seems a little odd. I would think that this sounded like it was just more simply someone finally saying, look, this is ridiculous, okay? I don't plan Um, on – I'm not using algebra, okay? Valdez disabilities include Asperger's syndrome, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorder, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, and dyscalculia, which is a mathematics learning disability according to her attorney – or attorney, rather, attorney. Wow. Sniper. There's – there is mathematics learning disabilities. It's a gold mine. God, why did no I not know about these? Jeez. And of course, we're, we're, none we're, of the others seem to have anything to do with anything. By the way, yeah, we're we're not joking about you know bipolar disorder or anything like that because as as you and I you and I both have been 
uh, affected by you know family members and loved ones with with mental uh, health issues. We would never joke about that, but uh, oh, but that doesn't prevent you from learning math. Exactly, exactly. That's what I don't get. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm bipolar, so I can't take algebra. No, no that's not true. That's <laughs> really not true. Uh, Rocky Mountain admitted her, even though college officials knew her SAT score for math placed her in the bottom 5% of all students, the lawsuit said. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, you know, I thought my, my math uh, SAT was not all that impressive, <laughs> but apparently I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, mine too. Got my name right, so that's cool. <laughs> and uh, finally, Dateline Pittsburgh. A Pittsburgh woman has been jailed on charges. She set her own house on fire after police made her leave following a fight with her boyfriend. Gosh, well, again, you know, this is completely thought through, and I know that she had a way of getting out of it once it was done, right? Uh, yeah. Online court records don't list an attorney for 31-year-old Lynn Kennedy, who faces a preliminary hearing November 19th on arson and related charges. Police say Kennedy was out partying with friends and argued with her live-in boyfriend when she returned about 2 a.m. Sunday. Police made her leave, but officers said Kennedy returned 10 minutes later yelling, quote, If I can't live here, no one can, unquote. Now, if you're a policeman... <laughs> And you have to deal – I mean what do you expect is going to happen when you get any call? Like you just – you don't even know what the call is yet, but you've gotten some call that you need to respond to at 2 in the morning. Uh, you're pretty sure it's a domestic. I, I, well, I wasn't just going to say that, but I was going to say you can be sure that you're not going to be dealing with rational people. No, not so much. If you think that you might understand the situation better if someone hits you with a crowbar in the back of the head before you had the conversation <laughs> with the people who called, that's not good. That's not a good sign. Um, and really, that's kind of one of the things I keep thinking about the whole deal is like, look, um, how are you going to understand these situations? You're not hammered. Therefore, you're not going to understand their logic at all because drunk people don't make sense. <laughs> they say she she broke a front window, began tossing things, and lit garbage and clothing on fire on top of her stove, badly damaging the home. Man, that's a that's just a baffling thing. Lit clothes on fire on top of her stove. <laughs> that's wow. Yeah. Uh, her boyfriend, his two-year-old daughter, and two others got out of the house unharmed, thankfully. Gosh. With a two-year-old in the house, even better. Hashtag real parenting. <laughs> yeah. So we've, uh, we've made fun of stupid people about all we can on this program. By the way, I just realized we're, what, an hour and a half in now or so. Uh, I completely forgot to tell people that you can contact the program uh, dtmapodcast at gmail.com dtmapodcast at gmail.com also at did that make air on twitter um yeah we're a little bit scattered this week and uh that's further proof that we're scattered <laughs> yeah just like uh, you're a little scattered too when you said we're gonna be an hour and a half in we we're over two hours uh, well i mean we didn't go live two hours or did didn't we, we? I, I think we did i don't know but <laughs> who's counting oh, we'll find out whenever we edit <laughs> so uh before we uh, go on anymore, plus we have a sports show to do after this for those of you listening live, uh, let's go ahead and call uh, call time on this program. <laughs> Before we do, though, on a completely serious note, Ed, you mentioned earlier in the program yesterday being Veterans Day. Uh, my father bravely and nobly served this country as well as a number of my other family members and, and a lot of you who listen to this program either have served or have family who have served not to get political about this, that is not the design of this program whatsoever, but to those of you who have served, 
uh, particularly to those who have family or loved ones who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Thank you so much for everything you have done to allow us to, uh, to think as we do, to feel as we do, and to talk about completely nothing for two hours. We appreciate you, and we, we love you. I really don't think there's any way to put it other than the way that you usually end sports matters, which is... If you don't stand behind our troops, go stand in front of them. There you go. <laughs> Simply enough. <laughs> and, and again, whenever, whenever I bring this stuff up, and I, I haven't brought it up on the program in a while, but a lot of people uh, you know, start talking about how, you know, oh, that's, that's a political statement, and you know, you're, you're clearly... Uh, a warmonger or a Republican or blah, 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 because you support the truth. No, there's there's really nothing more to it. There's nothing nefarious. We just support those who serve us. Look, it, it, they're not the ones deciding where they go in exactly. most cases. Exactly. Thank you very much for going there anyway, even though I'm guessing that Iraq was probably not high on the vacay list for you. <laughs> yeah, they don't exactly have, uh, you know, three-bedroom oceanfront villas in Iraq. Or the Iraqs, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Staying at the Ritz Baghdad. <laughs> going to be awesome i'm going to the iraqs yes so <laughs> look I, I don't think that a lot of uh, people who are serving there uh, chose to be there in the sense of that's their preferred country of you know temporary residence you know I, I think that they probably could pick any number of places in europe or asia or, you know so that that's simply our point thank you very much for doing that because that i mean that is not an easy job it cannot be it's a uh, it's a level of heroism that I think neither you nor I could ever pull off. Nope, I don't think producing <laughs> baseball games makes me any sort of hero whatsoever. <laughs> hey, you watch TVs for a living? Oh, okay, <laughs> right. Well, that's that doesn't seem really good. Uh, what do you do? I you know I help protect our country from foreign threats. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, that seems more important. Oh yeah, well I sit in a cold truck and drink warm water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, it's probably a good time for us to uh, to bail on the program. So, <laughs> wow. This has been episode number 10. Did that make air? We made it through 10. We'll see you back here next week. Same time, same channel. And uh, feel free to go subscribe on, uh, on iTunes. Tell us you love the podcast. And until next week, he's Ed Barnes. I'm Brian Wilmer. Put the sweet crease line in your pajama jeans. We'll see you next time.